0: Guess who's back? Back again. I don't know the rest of the words because I wasn't an Eminem kid because I am insanely uncool. Guys,
1: I I was like, it was the high threshold, Nick. Uh, I think a lot of white kids were just like, I could be like him. Uh, Is that
0: what the appeal was? It
1: didn't seem like it was hard to obtain. Uh, It was like, talk really quick, talk about killing your ex, and then uh, a couple cum jokes, and boom, you're basically Eminem.
0: I mean, I didn't know about some of that. Uh, (laughs) The cum or the (laughs) ex-wife? The (laughs) ex-wife.
1: Oh my god, yeah. Like, like once an album. Like, every Eminem album for a little bit was like, uh, a couple hit like radio songs, a song about how much he loves his daughter, and then a song about how much he wants to kill his ex. <laughs> it was like there was like always one song in the album that was really because like a lot of the out al- like songs would be like, you know what? Fuck. You. I, I don't remember her name, but it's like, yo, fuck you. But I'm better without you. And then there'd be like a whole song where he's just like, I, if I ever see you in the street, I'll run you over to my car. <laughs> just like, damn, him. <laughs> Still not over? What's going on?
0: privately he's marshall is just like man i hope i hope like nothing i hope she just like you know when she does die she just like dies quietly of natural causes if there's not like anything it can't be they're
1: gonna come knocking at my door <laughs> there cannot be a fraction of doubt
0: in that case <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, so I would like to enter into, into evidence the entire discography.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd like his entire albums to be used as evidence. Like, damn. <laughs> this, this is an open shut case, M. I don't know what to tell you. He's like, can you not call me Eminem if you're my lawyer? <laughs> I have a legal name. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I know, I'm, but. <laughs> sorry, Mr. Shady. Mr. <laughs> Shady.
0: <laughs> the people versus Slushy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, it's uh, the end of June of 2023. And we got some manga to talk about because uh, Nick went on vacation last week. Uh, so we have double chapters of everything <laughs> to talk about. Yeah.
1: Uh, we did have uh, the hope of having Austin on and it was all set to record, but we couldn't. Uh, I, I was feeling ill on Wednesday. And then every day after that was just too busy. Like the first day we were going to be free was going to be Sunday. And I was like, the new chapters are already out. I don't know if this is uh, worth it. But I did get his thoughts and Ninja has them. I don't know where Ninja wants to put them, but Ninja has full disclosure to include it here or at the end. I don't care where it's wherever it wants to go. Um, but it's about five minutes of Austin giving his thoughts on the chapter as I recorded him against his will. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is like a podcast, Austin. is me It's basically,
1: me. I like had my phone and I was just pointing it at my uh, hand so I didn't have to show him on video. But I was just like, Austin, what would you think of the chapters? He's like, it immediately sus-. I was like, are you recording me? <laughs> I was like, just tell me your goddamn thoughts on the chapters. <laughs>
0: That's they're here nor there. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we have a lot of manga to talk about this week. Uh, fortunately, there are quite a few series where just like one chapter just leads very naturally into the next one. Uh-huh. So it won't be too difficult to talk about them as kind of a unit. And that is the case with uh, My Hero Academia, which we will start off with chapters 391 and 92. Uh, the first one is called Rejecting the World because of the big thing of all the toga twice clones saying all heroes must die which sounds like a terrible mid-2000s uh game where you can like you know just like destroy everything and kill or kill anything that might yeah that
1: might have been a game where yeah you blow up cities
0: destroy all humans that's definitely a
1: game that was like where you played an alien and did that stuff you killed people well you captured people i think well i think you could also kill them Oh, we lost Nick for a moment. There's also destroy all monsters, but that's Godzilla. And I guess that's his thing. He destroys all the monsters.
0: Oh, he's still out yeah, of Nick back. I, I, play, but, oh, uh, I, I think I think that the stream doesn't want me to talk about this game anymore. So let's move on. Okay, so there we go. <laughs> so things immediately start looking very bad for good guys in my hero town, uh, because <laughs> there's so many twice, twice, twice as uh, Ryuko I can't remember her Pixie Bob that's her freaking superhero name she's the earth of the uh, uh, of the wild wild pussycat she uses the earth wow. control powers and she's kind of like staunching the foot what is happening what I know what's happening hang on a second I, I, I'm sure that my computer's trying to install an update right now
1: I uh, stop okay because like I, I could actually hear you through that section I, got a little, I, I was, was a little clear
0: all right, I'll figure out what's going on, and I'll okay. sp- I'll put stop to it. Uh, yeah. So th- the big thing that is happening is that uh, stuff is getting overwhelmed by all this stuff. That's at- What are you doing? Are you running a freaking? Why are you running a virus scan right now? Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> stop. Stop. Fuck. All right. So I'll, I'll just ignore it. So. This is the worst. I hate, my, I hate my computer sometimes. So, uh there's a really bad thing going on here. Uh, there are so many bodies, basically, that are going to overwhelm all the heroes if they just don't stop them right now. So, no pressure, Uraka. Fortunately, Uraka knows, of course, we know which one is the actual Toga. And she's, like, kind of using her cord things and zero gravity powers to try and swing around to them. She starts continuing to deliver her big, like, let's talk about romance speech. Uh, and, uh toga is in full like kill everyone angst teenager mode so she's not listening to her about that but she analyzes and says this out loud like you were crying earlier in the battle and also you can't use all of twice's ability copying powers which means that in addition to love you've got bloodlust mixed in there you're, you know because so you're not feeling pure love right now and toga goes shut the hell up which is you know a reasonable reaction in these circumstances like Yep, and she says, you don't know me. And it's like, well, yeah, probably.
1: Fair enough. Yeah, fair, fair,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, it's very cool. I do really like the panel where like the, the twice disguise just kind of starts dissolving off of her in her rage. It's very cool. Uh, it was a very short chapter that week, so we immediately go into the next chapter, which is called Villain Name. Uh, and uh, in continuing her rant, Toga has managed to seemingly overwhelm Suyu and is going to stabby-stab her uh and she kind of starts doing this whole like you've always had a nice life uraka thing which is like i don't know that's presumptive of you you don't know <laughs> <anything> about her <laughs> uh
1: yeah i mean i guess you look at her and you're like man eh, she just seems like a privileged kid i don't know um it could be right off the mark like what if they like they do an uraka backstory which i had to immensely braced myself to say because i almost laughed at the end of it like we're not getting that uh but what if you found out like oh my god she has a lot of trauma in her life well uraka does have a
0: backstory she's poor oh
1: wow
0: i mean like she's got a she's got a whole family and stuff but like she wants to make money so that like her parents will be okay and her dad doesn't have to work himself to death i
1: forgot about this i forgot uraka had a backstory
0: it's it's a thing that has not really been mentioned since
1: her motivation. Tournament. Yeah, her motivation since the tournament has been Deku uh, yeah. and then eventually Toga. So I forgot that there was like an actual
0: character at some point. Don't really blame you for for not remembering that. But yeah, that is like what her thing started off being. Uh, but we get some more flashbacks from Toga's perspective, and we actually kind of get like revisits of some scenes that we've seen before for being all creepy. But more from Toga's perspective, uh, where you know there was kind of like more innocent reasons that she was doing certain things, and she denies that she was actually you know like trying to murder small animals and stuff. She's like, no, it just it just it this this dead bird just fell, and she denies it. Now, is that true? I don't know. But it does kind of show like, hmm, maybe a little kid going through all these experiences and never actually having anyone believe in her uh, messed her up even further than she already would have been. And yeah, her, instead of actually uh, doing anything to help her her parents are just like, oh, she's a monster. And uh, freaking I can't even remember her name, the journalism member of the, uh, of, of the alliance uh, that Toga killed... Uh, it, like her shade is haunting her, and is like, yeah, you suppressed everything, and now you and you're trying to become someone. Oh dark,
1: yeah, dark I do remember this girl.
0: Uh, Uraka is trying to uh, pull her out of. She, she tries to pull her away from Suyu. Jiro comes in, and I guess Jiro is on the scene of this battle now. I mean.
1: It all happened in the same area, like the twice clones were just at the bottom of the area where a lot of people were like kind of flying around punching one for all or all for one. So it makes like it doesn't bother me that she showed up.
0: Yeah. Uh. So Jiro goes flying through the air and rather Suyu goes flying through the air and Jiro's like, it's OK, Suyu, I'll catch you. And Kamui Woods uh, has the real Suyu and says watch out that's not her and there is a legitimately terrifying panel of the fake Suyu opening her mouth and going uh and looking very creature like uh and everyone's like oh my god people's blood is flying everywhere on the scene this battle so she must have swallowed some of the drops uh and is doing that and it's like well i mean yes But also she's got twice as powers she's got two accesses to copy powers right now so Mm -hmm. maybe I don't know so uh, they ever realize like there's just too many there's no way we have we we can't stop her so but Suyu starts to give a speech as well uh, and she basically says like hey my friend is trying to have a honest conversation with you right now because killing us all is one thing and beating you is another and she's trying a tougher path than any of that so listen to what she's saying. And uh, she gets through saying all that. And meanwhile, up in the air, uh, Toga has stabbed Rocket right in the fucking gut. Uh, so, uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> and uh, she rants at her saying, You going on about having happy and blessed lives? And I don't feel any of that. Don't feel pity for me. And then she flashes back, seemingly, to a conversation with Jean, who said, hey, don't you want a villain name of your own? Which I guess we're going to get that uh, yeah. for Toga. Yeah,
1: which so, makes sense. She's needed a villain name. Did Dobby ever have a villain name? I think it just was Dobby. Okay. I guess, yeah. It made sense. It was a new identity he took on. So,
0: yeah.
1: Um, all right. Well, are you excited, Nick? Do you have any
0: predictions? Um. I feel like Uraka's is not going (laughs) to die. All right. Well, that's a bit brazen, Nick. The death flags are everywhere. Yeah. Like, um, there's one right there.
1: Mm -hmm. If you look in the corner, yeah. You can see it. Waldo's carrying it. He's like, here you go. Uh, I think her villain name is going to be a little Harley Quinn. And then they're going to be like, copyright. So she's like, how about uh, blood <laughs> The end of my hero <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, lawyer comes into panel, handsome, a cease and
0: desist, and then the monk ends. <laughs> Oops. What a twist. Uh, She's like, I'm not
1: even that much like Harley Quinn, to be honest. She just started an archetype that eventually I expanded upon. I'm much closer to Jinx, who was definitely heavily inspired by that. But we can't can't get Jinx credit for everything, all right? Most people don't even know what a League of Legends is. (laughs) And then I pop in and I'm like, let me tell you about old League of Legends lore. (laughs) We're
0: going to start with Dr. Mundo. (laughs) A League in my Legends? Could it be? <laughs>
1: it might be more than you think.
0: Wait a minute. Arcane is based on a game. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Oh. Uh, is Honestly, it better if you just, just ignore it. Just ignore it just is ignore it. there
1: as much queer sexual tension in the game? You're like, we, no. A little bit. <laughs> well, a little bit, but, but no. <laughs> and to be much clear, much. they won't ever do Dr. Mundo right, so... No. Is it really even a League of Legends game? We know we just want our big purple boy,
0: his big cleavers. I mean, I which... mean actual actual League of Legends doesn't even do Dr. Mundo right anymore because they updated him. Yeah. So,
1: And I said big purple guy with the cleaver. I'm actually not talking about the Grimace. <laughs> have, you, have you? I know yes. you don't use TikTok, but have you seen all the TikToks yes. of people drinking the Grimace? <laughs> <dying. my dad. laughs> yes, I've.
0: I've seen some of the weird <laughs> shit that people have been up to. Uh, little Dan
1: uh, occasionally just sends me surrealist, weird horror TikToks. Um, and I was like, wow, I'm getting a lot from him recently. It turns out that's that's why there was just a lot of weird, unhinged TikToks going around about drinking that grimace shake.
0: Yeah, it's like we could just do all the same stuff we normally do, but we just kind of put a little bit of purple gack on, and uh, you know, then it's 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 a meme,
1: yeah. See, now we're cultural, Nick. We we talked about it. Oh, can we talk about the new uh Fallout Boy cover? We didn't start the
0: fire. We haven't talked about the freaking Netflix One Piece series.
1: <laughs> 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 Holy just... shit! Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, do had, one, oh, we should do that instead of talking because there's no One Piece this week, and uh, to be honest, the Black Clover chapter isn't that good to end on, so we should talk about the One Piece thing at the end.
0: Maybe. Uh, I, I did not listen to the Fallout Boy <laughs> song at all. I saw that they had done it, and I was like, okay. <laughs> That's kind of it. Uh, it's funny
1: and sad, because it's, I don't, you know, maybe some other time we'll talk about it. It's, okay. it's, a, it's a weird thing. Alright, uh, Let's talk about Undead
0: Unlocked, Undead Unlocked, uh,
1: yes. I'm not even really going to talk about the last chapter. I'm going to move right to 164. The last trial is because basically what happened last time, Fuku, was like, I'm going to train you, Shen. And the way you are going to train is by fighting all these other negators. And good luck, basically. You're going to get stronger. I know you will.
0: So While she deliberately touches him to give him bad luck so that the misfortune that causes the awakening of his <laughs> negator ability will happen. Yeah. And it's like, okay.
1: <laughs> I guess they're like, we do need it to happen. He's like one of the strongest members of union. So he was number two for a reason. He was stronger than, or not stronger necessarily, but more efficient than Billy. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we pick up with, the him punching, uh, Avoid uh, and a little like, Note from Foucault, like, Please use my unlock to uh, learn your Negation ability yeah. uh, Shen is like holy shit I don't really know how this works but I Can't avoid you but I can choose to take The blow and strike back so Basically when your punch comes in I'll get super relaxed And then immediately go into a Counter so that's what happens Speed boost a dragon whiplash attack. Boom. Void is down for the count. And everyone's like, oh my God, this is incredible. Cut to the stands. Fuko's like, oh, hey, Billy, could you do that thing? And he's like, right here? And he's like, yeah, just, it's better if it's invisible. And they use Unchange on uh, Shen's little sister, who I still don't know if she has a name yet. Everyone in this chapter, when they refer to her, refer to her as Shen's little
0: sister. <laughs> um it begins with an M. I know so does it? It's very, sim- it's very similar to movie, I believe. Okay, so. uh, anyway, they basically bind
1: her up with some change, and they're like, All right, we gotta get out of here because uh, I'm gonna go find out what's yeah, gonna cause untruth. It's May, <laughs> May, so, okay, yeah. Uh, so Fuko is taking May. We cut over, and Void is actually down for the count. He's like sitting there, but he's pretending to be kind of down. He He's like, He's like rubbing his head, and they give the 10 count. The victor is Shen. And Shen's like, well, this is bullshit. He can still fight with what's going on. <laughs> and Void's just like, well, is that pride of yours more important than your reason? I don't know. Immediately, Yisui comes in. She's like, I'm your next opponent. Shen's like, all right, cool fight. I wasn't even satisfied by the last one. Can't draw his feet. A draw is keeping him stuck in place, basically. And... Uh, Watching this is Fang, who's just like, all of your friends have weird supernatural powers. <laughs> and Fuko's like, yep, they have negation abilities. And I'll explain everything because I don't want you to accuse me of cheating afterwards. And <laughs> Fang's just like, I actually don't care. <laughs> you've only <laughs> you've care. only made me more interested, basically. But he's like, well, why are you here? Are you here to have another... Because you two were drawn to the inevitable fight we're going to have. And fuko's nope. like... No, could you watch Shen's little sister? (laughs) And he's like, Still, you foist these children upon me to watch? And Vuko's like, look, something's going to happen that'll make Shen become even stronger than you. Like, it'll make him very powerful. But this manifestation of his power occurs alongside the toughest tragedy he'll ever face. So we need to keep her safe. And the safest spot is by your side isn't it and fang's just like you crafty bitch oh fine <laughs> god damn it uh cut over to shen who has figured out a way around to undraw. he's like well if i can't draw my feet from the ground I'll, dr- I'll draw the ground from the ground and just rips the tile up that he was standing on and uses it as a weapon to basically slap you sigh she goes fine start the count usai also just doesn't answer, answer the 10 count and he's like no this is bullshit why are you guys all like not beating the 10 count you're not defeated yet i know you aren't um and fuku's just like why is shen trying so hard to be strong and fang's just like it's for a woman apparently he's been teaching some girl he met shin hakyo and he's gotten very friendly with her and because of like the nebulous thing like the prize for this tournament is medicine <laughs> apparently uh he wants she wants it for her sick little brother and shen's going to get it and he you know he's like wow he's let someone get really really strong and Fugo's like who is this girl's name and he's like i don't know she's like is it mui he's like yep that's it that's the one oh right? yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's right actually yeah you got it in one immediately yeah. And they're like, ah, so Shen is doing this all for Mui. Wow. And since she's only just learned it, this skill, the tournament would be too dangerous. So he's entering to get the medicine for her. That's why he entered, even though it meant fighting you. Now it's all clear to me. Fang's like, the hell are you talking about? <laughs> she's way stronger than Shen. <laughs> we cut over to a fight where there is a mass competitor who is beating some un. Uninterested opponent, basically. Uh, I chop fast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but as this is happening, uh, Feng is kind of giving this narration where he's like, "Ah, at this rate, she's gonna win the tournament. She isn't just fighting for the medicine. Shen isn't just fighting for the medicine. He wants to surpass that woman. Uh, she'll grow stronger in a blink of an eye thanks to the lessons she uh, printed on Shen imprinted printed on her in his free time. She has a natural gift. That strength of hers." is undeniable Hmm, Mm -hmm. interesting uh so fangs like it's so much so that even i would consider going all out against her if you don't want her to die you need to climb the bracket fuko zubo otherwise i will kill her and we get this shot of her walking away from the battle and fuko realizes what's going on um shen is saying to himself like only one person's fighting fang and it's me and fuko's like ah so this is the source of untruth's tragedy that my unluck we reeled in it's mui dun dun dun
0: yeah, it's a badass chapter. Uh, I spent have spent approximately all of this uh, story arc going, "Where's Bowie?" And uh, <laughs> here she is. <laughs> and she is and She's a badass. And she. Might and she's a kids. fucking badass. And she looks so cool with the like the long hair, the bandaged up uh, limbs and stuff. She's ripped. Uh, and she looks like a little badass. Yeah. Uh, I am very very excited about this. Uh, I what once I am. Attached to a female character who is underrepresented within the story, whenever they get to do something, I'm like, best chapter! Uh, so... <laughs> more!
1: More! Nick <laughs> Um
0: Yeah, uh, so I'm very excited, but this is also a nice twist on like everything that we have been presented up to this point, which had seemingly just been like, oh, okay, so, you know, Fuku's going to help Shen surpass Feng like she did before and I was like no no there's other stuff going on different stuff that is happening that is making you this you know keeping us guessing and uh it's gonna be interesting to find out more like oh it does Mui just have her own negator ability in this universe instead of having to kind of like t- tag along with Shen uh what's the deal with her situation is she kind of like in Shen's place with this you know sibling that she's trying to save life of and stuff uh so there's a lot of unanswered questions and I'm really excited to see where it goes
1: huh. yeah I think this is a cool chapter we got a lot of like interesting little details I'm super excited to see if she actually does have a negator ability which would make sense it seems like Shen is not going to die in this world so untruth wouldn't pass to her but she right. was a negator so it would make sense if she had a power of her own plus it would be nice to see like a new power enter in and see like what that wrinkle does for Fuko, because you wouldn't know what it's going to do
0: It. Uh, I wonder if it'll be like somehow if it is like undeniable i wonder if it'll be like related to untruth
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh you know like a reflection of it in some way oh, pretty you know, sweet like, you know denying something you'd know, like you know, is like because like when you deny something you're refusing the truth of something so,
1: mm-hmm. so yeah. very interesting chainsaw man Nick. yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> So we got two chapters of Chainsaw Man as well, uh, which are linked to each other, with Denji just being a very stupid boy. So he has been confronted by Yoshida, uh, told that Nayuta has been freaking abducted, basically, which they did. They did abduct her. Uh, the government did. And uh, Yoshida just kind of like points outside to all the protesters who don't like what Chainsaw Man's been up to lately because, you know, property damage, massive loss of life. Kicking people off their motorcycles for no reason, that kind of thing. And Denji objects to this by saying, Why? I'm a good boy, which is so stupid. So, but there are also chainsaw man supporters who are fighting the protesters, and he's like, Why are they fighting them? And Yoshi's know, like, Because they like you. And Denji just looks outside at the riot unfolding and says, You know, it feels kind of nice having people fight over me. <laughs> he's such an idiot. Uh, so roshida points out the problem which is like look there there's this chainsaw man church membership now apparently exceeds twenty thousand people they're going to start you know having influence on the world as like their membership gets older and like has voting power and stuff you don't have sole control over chainsaw man anymore Uh, so we've got to stop this before it builds into a mania and then just like so, can I see Nayuta and the dogs now? Like, no. No, I need you to stop being Chainsaw Man. Never transform into Chainsaw Man again. And then do you just Don't goes, wanna. No. <laughs> so, Yoshida yeah, literally says, "If you keep turning into Chainsaw Man, we're going to kill Nayuta." And that stops him. And he's like, "Look, you you want to live a normal life, right? Just stop transforming, and you get that?" You can be a human again, Denji. That's what I'm telling you. So, you know, go home to those who love you. Go home to Nayuta Ny- and the dogs. Just live as a human. You can be happy without being Chainsaw Man, right? And Denji says, but I want to be Chainsaw Man. I want to be Chainsaw Man. It's like, but if we, if you're to Chainsaw Man, you'll, 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 you now you're just going to die. I don't want that either, but I don't want to stop being Chainsaw Man. I love
1: fucking poor Yoshida, who's desperately trying to explain how to threaten somebody to someone. He's like, I understand you want both, but I'm threatening you to say if you do this, then this will happen. He's like, but I don't want either of
0: those to happen. I'm telling you, you have to choose between Nayuta's life and your selfish desires. I want both! You can only have one. I want both! How about if I had both, though? <laughs> and then he starts screaming for the protesters outside to kill Yoshida. <laughs> oh, what it's such a dork. Like, Yoshida basically gives up at this point and just starts, like, laughing, like, oh my god, this guy's so stupid, you know, it's not gonna work. And then Nayuta comes in, because, of course, they didn't kill her. And she just comes to the crowd and goes, DENJI! <laughs> <laughs> they hug, and uh, Yoshida says to the guy who brought her over, "Like, you weren't supposed to bring her yet." And the guy's like, "What? You weren't done?" <laughs> Listen, he's very stupid, and he he tries to like gaslight Denji <laughs> and say, "Like, you were about to choose Nayuta's life over over being Chainsaw Man." It's like, no, he wasn't. <laughs> you were going in circles. Uh. So, he basically just says in front of Nayuta that, like, we were gonna kill Nauta, and he says, tell this guy to F off! <laughs> so, Denji's like, we're going home, and they walk away. And Yoshi's like, he's so stupid. How is he so stupid? But, apparently, it did actually get through to Denji, as we find out in our next chapter, 134, Ordinary Happiness. So, uh, yeah, Denji's stopped at least for he 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 is spider-man no more uh so he's just going around being an everyday dude and uh he's just listening to all the people talking about chainsaw man because he's still a hot topic uh there are people who hate chainsaw man people who love chainsaw man saying like oh man all this property damage and i heard that he is involved in the disappearance of that aquarium Which is actually pretty hilarious. (laughs) Think about that aquarium is just gone because because he used it. It's gone now. Also turned it into a (laughs) spear. So uh, then they start talking about like, oh man, what if you you think that Nostradamus is coming? What if Chainsaw Man beats Nostradamus? And someone's like, Nostradamus is not a devil, you idiot. Or is he?
1: the Nostradamus devil oh, what if he's yeah. the future devil he's like I'm back and I rule I caused all of this all of this
0: <laughs> uh, so Denji like you know goes to school and hears about this stuff he walks down the street hears about this stuff and then like they're listening to uh, freaking the news for some reason while he's just like drying Nagita's hair at home and uh, you know she's like Pointing out, like, oh, look, like, there's those stupid brainwashed kids are fighting the police. But Denji's like, yeah, but their days are numbered. I'm not going to turn to chainsaw man anymore, because if I do, then you'll die. So I can't do that. Uh, And, you know, it it really sucks, but, you know, I'm pretty content with the life I have. Nothing beats a normal life. And Nayuta says, do you really think that? Do you really think nothing beats a normal life? And Denji's Says that he does, but he's clearly not sure. Mm. And uh, she, later that night, Nyuta to goes to sleep. He's in the bathroom talking to Pochita inside his chest. And she's just mm-hmm. like, you know, this is what we wanted, right? But now it feels like, you know, even though this is all I ever wanted, it feels like I'm dreaming of an even higher heaven. So he's, of course, not sure. You know what he could use right now? Cat! 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 I, like, audibly,
1: when this point happened, pointed at my screen, like, fucking Leonardo DiCaprio. I mean, it's like, cat! Cat! Meowie! <laughs> Meowie comes in. It's great, because I have a real-life cat who I'm sometimes like, get away! <laughs> the comic cat is here! <laughs> I...
0: Oh, man. And, uh like, he goes and that's in the middle of the night, he's just kind of, like watching TV with Meowie flipping between channels and stuff. And they come to a debate between some asshole and uh, the new leader of the church of Chainsaw Man who, you know, and and of course, you know, the other guy is just like, don't you, you're so irresponsible. What do you think you're going to do playing Chainsaw Man on the, but he is, Using exclamation points in his words, so he comes across as unreasonable and emotional, whereas uh I'm Chainsaw Man for Reals, boy, uh says, No, no, no. Uh, we, we we go we act within the law, and uh this isn't we're not just playing at this, we're we're being serious, and we're we've accepted Chainsaw Man's teachings and we work as devil hunters. And the old guy says, What the hell is this Chainsaw Man's teachings crap anyway? It's not like he gave them to you. And the boy says, He has if you prefer, I can let you hear Chainsaw Man speak for himself now. And then she goes, <laughs> <laughs> Just full home improvements it, and turns and looks at the phone like he's about it's to get the a
1: funniest phone. thing. I love that he looks at the phone and he's like, "Am I about to get a
0: fateful phone call?" <laughs> it's So the leader says, let's all call Chainsaw Man together. Chainsaw Man. And then she's like, oh, he's going to call me. And some guy steps forward and says, greetings. I am Chainsaw Man. (laughs) Just some guy. Some dude. (laughs) And he's like, I'm greeting you, coming at you from the Chainsaw Man church. The rumors are true, my body is halfway between human and devil, and I gained the power to turn into Chainsaw Man in a fateful encounter with the Justice Devil. The reason I fight to create a world without devils. In a devilless world, Adam and Eve will and then she's like, no! <laughs> That's, That's not what I do. That's not me, what the fuck? <laughs> you do it for chicks! You do it for chicks, so chicks will pay attention to you. Uh and uh, yeah, he just starts having a emotional breakdown as no. Naito wakes up, and he's like, "You guys not chainsaw man? I'm more chainsaw man than him." And Naito, the eight year old, has to be like, "There, there, <laughs> <laughs> It's sad, but it's also kind of cute. Oh man. What a wild ride that she went on these two chapters.
1: I think, I, I I didn't give it to him, but I almost wanted to give my character last week to Yoshida just for his face when he's like, is this boy too stupid to understand what a threat is? Like He truly does not seem to get it. It doesn't seem like a very good offer, Yoshi. And this is just the guy who's like so cool and calculating. Feels like he's got every finger in every pot, knows what's going on. Well, yeah, is he's like, this the, this is the...
0: got the octopus. He's got the octopus to help him out with that. Yeah, he
1: put in my yeah. Put way. put a
0: lot of fingers in pots that octopus. But he
1: knows everything that's going on. And just his expression as it breaks, is he's like, D- do you, do you are you too stupid to understand what this is?
0: It's like he tries to pull up and say, like, oh, you might want to purchase my fire insurance, Denji. Otherwise, something bad might happen to your apartment. Oh, no, it's okay. We're careful all the time. <laughs> no, no, something bad might happen, and it might burn down, Denji, you know, on account of how dangerous <laughs> this neighborhood is. No, it's, it's not right. I'm Jason man. I'd fight them off. <laughs> it's uh,
1: um, It's the dude who comes in and is like, Here's Daikata, and it's like, why did you bring her so quickly? Like y- you said, you'd be done. <laughs> like, the Yoshida had this conversation play out in his mind, and he's like, all it takes with Denji is a little prod, and he'll he'll see things the way we need to see it. it <laughs> Collapses like a
0: house of cards.
1: I forget, I did see some good surgeon memes <laughs> or the good doctor memes about it, and it was very funny. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Then do you just perform CPR on that guy and burst his chest open? <laughs> That's what you do when someone's dying. You give him <laughs> your chest compressions.
1: Uh, did you, have you seen the good doctor memes?
0: Uh, just. Uh, oh, no, no. It's the uh, guy who just goes good. like,
1: I am a surgeon. I am a surgeon, Dr. Han. And uh, the other Dr. Han just gives this face like, fuck you. <laughs>
0: uh all right that's, <laughs> that's good stuff chapter uh, uh kaiju Yeah, only one chapter uh, of kaiju fortunately it's chapter 88 uh look Gin narumi's been feeling like his not dad doesn't respect him this whole time but the whole time he's been working hard so then the narumi will you know actually keep on pushing himself so that you know he'll have a goal to work towards yep uh and uh so <laughs> that's nice i mean it's
1: it is good to see like oh again uh or not again um show wasn't just, just like super fucking strong or whatever he was actively working to make sure he stayed a couple steps ahead of this guy yeah
0: uh and a bald guy is like mm, Esau, yeah reminds me of when your wife died <laughs> yes <Yeah>. uh, <so laughs> he comes in he's like knock knock your wife's dead <laughs> <laughs> He's just like I
1: asked you to stop greeting me like that a long time ago. Yeah,
0: well, tell your dead wife to do something about it anyway. Uh, Narumi has defeated the kaiju. It's 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 in tatters. It's 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 fragments of flesh now. And uh, in in triumph, he looks up at the sky and says, "How'd you like that, you lousy old man?" <laughs> and uh, he just kind of imagines Isao just completely stoic. Un- <laughs> unreacting at his desk. So, like, the guy's dead There's, buried. like,
1: the slightest curls, maybe, of a smile in his corner. Like, maybe a little bit of pride, but no tears, like he was hoping.
0: Well, yeah. You know, the imagined dad recognition <laughs> that Narumi has here is just like, nope, that wasn't good enough. So. Uh, and meanwhile, we cut over to, hey, a fight we actually care about. It's Hoshida versus... Ah. Uh, the close combat of the kaiju's and shit—it's a mid-size uh, close combat kaiju—and Hoshina is actually losing in like every single regard. And Hoshina realizes that it actually outclasses Number Ten's abilities in every respect. But then he remembers what Number Ten told him, which is that he was a prototype, and so he realizes that this thing must be the finished product, the, the complete perfect version. And just as he's thinking that it darts in behind him, he barely manages to get his weapons up in the way to block it. But uh, at least one of his swords just completely snaps in half. So he is in very, very dire straits and uh, that's it.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is a cool transition chapter to be like, Hey, we're in Oshina's fight. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see, because these are two characters. Uh, or this is a character that has no connection to Isao. So it, feels like we're going to step away from that and this is going to be about like that connection with 10 which is like just a nice interesting change of pace after like two Mm kind of things about like daddy issues (laughs) essentially um i'm excited like i like the idea like i was like yeah kaiju number 15 does or i can't remember if this is 15 or not but whatever kaiju number this is does look a lot like 10 and it's like yeah because it's this is the evolution of the original design and it's like a cool concept like what are you gonna do this guy was the improved version of the one that you had trouble fighting so i will
0: be interested to see I'm, I'm excited for this fight yeah Hoshino's just looking at him as like yo on top of looking like Kaiju number 10 he kind of looks a lot like my dad too <laughs> I never thought about dear papa until this exact moment no, always tw- always wearing that night helm that's, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> <weird>. <laughs> <laughs> with
1: one long slit across, like horizontal cross slit in the front with one eyeball poking through in the middle just like dad used to do
0: oh man it was always weird when we would sit down at the breakfast table together because his metal tail would be trailing all around <laughs> us <laughs> yeah he was such a silly little guy <laughs> uh, let's move on to spy family mission 83 last time, uh, there was a foreboding note that we ended on as Yuri and Lloyd ran into each other, and uh, there was blood hitting the ground. As It turns out, yes, Lloyd has been shot in the arm, uh, and uh, he otherwise managed to disarm Yuri by, you know, shooting the gun out of his hands, the way you do. Uh, So, yeah, Yuri's gun goes into the the sewer river after that, uh, but uh, because Lloyd's been shot, uh, he kind of clenches and hesitates so yuri's able to kick the gun out of his hands and they're both unarmed now and uh lloyd realizes, right uh, at that moment shit i hesitated uh and uh it's because you know he recognized yuri uh yuri meanwhile uh, realized like oh my god he looks just like me it's uh, am i that easy to mimic or maybe he's c- someone who's actually close to me Ooh, oh no uh, but uh, he's drops that for a moment and is like, okay, come, you gotta come in, and he starts going after Lloyd. But Lloyd is a more skilled physical combatant than him. Uh, and uh, after uh, they have a few exchanges. Lloyd snaps off his belt and whips it across the tip of Yuri's chin, which, yeah, that'll that'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he thinks like, oh, he's he's down for the count. That's like broken his jaw. But uh Yuri gets up anyway and comes at him with a pipe uh and uh, uh is still coming after him so Lloyd has to keep on beating him up and beating him up and there's a there's plenty of like okay he should be down like he's been kicked in the gr- in the groin he's chopped in the throat he, he these are all knockout blows <laughs> and Yuri he just keeps on gazing.
1: Hey, it's Brock Lesnar Nick you got yeah you like 40 finishers at him to beat him he just can't it doesn't work otherwise.
0: Yeah. Uh so uh you know Lloyd reali- starts to think like is this what being raised by your does to someone <laughs> which seems a little bit cruel but okay. Uh finally he manages to pick up the pipe that Yuri had dropped and he just snaps him across the face. Yuri just full Kane and Undertaker gets all the way up <laughs> from floor. his back. And passes right gets back up, out. <laughs> uh, falls back, and uh, Lloyd starts to think about just bashing his skull in. And it's like, nah, tosses the pipe away and and, and walks off. I mean, like, that would have just been murder. He didn't know who you were, Lloyd. <laughs> but uh, so he goes off. Meanwhile, the mission is still proceeding uh, because the rest of his team is still trying to track down Wheeler. So they're like, all right, we got to move on to a new plan. And uh so uh the older agent that accompanied them disguises himself as the guy who met with Lloyd in disguise as Wheeler. And so then uh, he comes outside and it's like, all right, this way we might be able to lure out Wheeler. And then Wheeler is spying from a hidden space. And he's like, wait a minute. Wise has beaten me here. Even you guess- <laughs> has to figure out he was being, oh. huh. so I need to be careful. So he's looking around, uh, and the guy in disguise is looking around, realizing, like, shit, the guy is uh, still not showing any sign of him. So we need another part of this plan. And they have another agent accidentally crash his car. And so then there was like, oh, you know, in this moment, like all of the, 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 the person who is actually on a mission will be so focused. That they won't turn to look naturally, but uh, he still is able to spot anyone because, oh, man, Wheeler's such a pro. He's he's not fooled by this, but Fiona is observing from a vantage point and she am super good spy. And she realizes that uh, the guy in disguise Wheeler uh, did turn his head to look at the collision, but his eyes were actually like looking somewhere else. He was still keeping his eyes open and watching.
1: I love open. that fucking hawk vision to track the eyes of like
0: twenty different people. <laughs> uh, and also underneath his hat and through his glasses. Yeah. And <laughs> she says like, "Ah, oh, his glasses weren't dark enough to hide his eyes." Yeah, if only that
1: fool had worn darker sunglasses, he might have he might have escaped my view
0: so she chases after wheeler goes over a fence to get him and a car pulls up in at the end of an alley to stop wheeler from escaping and uh it looks like they they've got him made they've got him surrounded uh, but uh, we'll see if that actually works out uh, next chapter
1: mm-hmm. yeah it's uh a fine chapter i don't have a ton to say about it it was um it was okay i like i do like the little detail of like ah, we crashed a car and we needed to see. But he knew that they would crash the car to make everybody look, so he kept his attention, but he used his eyes to like look through a, a mirror to continue following his dark. It's very, like, uh, fucking Death Note, but uh, yeah. it's, it's still fun. All right, Nick. Uh, we got Eaten Zero over here. Uh, last chapter was they beat... Mueller, there is not much yeah. more to say about that chapter.
0: <laughs> I was very surprised when all of the buildup to Mueller having all of the powers of the gravity master and everything just came down to and then they beat him up in one. chapter. <laughs> yeah, and then they won. Uh,
1: but we have a great essential follow up chapter here to chapter 245. Like, the deep blue scenic, and I bet you can't wait to find out what that's in reference to. So, we are now three days after the Mueller Rebellion, and uh, everyone's at a big fancy party. Uh, Rebecca gets a new fancy dress for Majuna, who uh, is not a uh, prisoner of war in this universe. She just digs this guy. Uh, Shiki asks, hey, why haven't we seen Shura at this party? And like, well, he is the Emperor. He's very, very busy doing a lot of things. Uh, And I know, like, oh, but you've been hosting us these three days at this beautiful banquet and everything.
0: I I want to clarify. I thought that when I read this chapter that I had, like, missed a chapter. (laughs) It happens so suddenly. We go straight from Mueller is in pieces defeated to and three days later, they were celebrating. And everyone is in fancy ballroom get ups. It's actually my favorite part of this chapter is just everyone's wearing fancy dresses. Yeah,
1: everyone side. looks very fancy, so it's cool. Um, we cut over to Homura, who's talking to... I do not remember this character's name, but one of the members of Ocean's who's like, oh yeah, like this is my grandfather, this is robot, but we're not related by blood, but it's like Shiki. Um, So I guess to continue that plot line from the other world, fucking Jin runs into Kalem and this time... They're like they don't fight about Robot Ninja School. They just shake each other's hands, like super Bro. cool dude. With, yeah, dudes would do. Um, remember,
0: remember, Kai Ninja Ninja. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Xenolith is still stuck inside of Eggbot. Uh, he notes, like, my power hasn't returned, and maybe it won't ever. But actually, that might be fine because. My human body died a long time ago. My powers have already passed on. I don't know what that means. He was a human once and then got turned into a robot. I know this was explained at some point, but I don't remember. Uh, but it works out. He's he's fine with not having his powers. Holy's there. Wow, Nick, why is Holy there? Yeah. Actually, Nick, the whole Oration 6 and Estella are here. Um... Two, a couple of them are talking to Fabiano, who's like the the one of the members of Oceans, but is also kind of like the the warden or like the chief advisor for uh, Shura. And they're like, "Hey, thanks for like defending this cosmos, but you you're also sitting on like a massive amount of bombs." And Fabiano's like, "Yeah, about that, and just our victory is his name. It was like, we won't demand you dismantle them." right now but could you think about it (laughs) which is like (laughs) a weird like statement to make from like the super cops (laughs) who are like if you could just get rid of the
0: nukes (laughs) you remember when america just went to those other countries and said could you just like think about disarming (laughs) (laughs) if you could be like
1: super cool about this and just disarm your super mega nukes that'd be that'd be cool i think you're cool i tell everybody you're cool Hold, rather, this guy is super cool. He, he, he disarmed his bomb. See, I just, oh, I started already.
0: I'm sweating so much. Yeah, he, he's
1: just <laughs> like, oh. Um, Amira's there. is like, I'm surprised to find you're in Eurasian 6. Amira's like, why? Because you know me from another world. And Oh, why? Like, how
0: does she know about that? It doesn't matter. It yeah, does not matter. She's just like,
1: because a certain someone told us. So all the Eurasian 6 know that Shiki and his his group are from another world. Eraser's like, we can't talk about here. Let's meet at Red Cave later. And they're like, that's the place we met Nadia, who is a character I know I know of, but I cannot recall a single detail about her, except she was like cybernetically fucking shackled to a stupid place and had a piece of mother with her. Yes. Shashura's speech is about to start and they're like oh a big shot speech this is gonna be really ob- like everyone's like oh this is gonna be so obnoxious he's such an error oh head. yeah
0: all, all those times that Shura's been super obnoxious in this universe <laughs> yeah I'm <While> so- he's <laughs> been hosting us generously for three days at oh. no cost giving us clothing <laughs> at this. Yeah. This real dickhead who at no point in this universe
1: has ever stood in our way or done anything, but work with us all, completely. And Also,
0: this is the first time they have ever been suspicious or dismissive of him. Yeah. If it had been a thing previously, maybe.
1: <laughs> so sure gets on stage. And he's like, attention everybody of the alley cosmos. Uh, my father sucked. Basically, he's like, "Look, <laughs> not for nothing." My dad invaded a lot of places, and I, I love it. Cuts over to fucking Drack and Joe, and Nero sitting on a couch like boyfriends, and like because Joe's in a sweater. Yeah, he has a fucking turtleneck on. He's like, "You really did suck," <laughs> and This Dr- <laughs> says nothing. <laughs> he just sits there. Uh, but sure, it's like, look, this emperor, this empire has grown too large, and I'm aware of the threat it's become to Al. So our goal is not to expand our territory or to form a dictatorship. We want a world where everyone can live in peace and security. Thereby... Effective immediately, I am abolishing the imperial government and hereby announce the beginning of the Ao Cosmos Republic.
0: And everyone... Okay. Several questions. <laughs> Number one. Who gave you the gall? <laughs> <laughs> Two. So you, the emperor, are saying no more empire And also, I am single-handedly establishing the next form of government, (laughs) which totes is not an empire. It's a republic.
1: We all get a vote.
0: Uh, Three, have you talked to anyone about this? Yeah, everyone
1: seems to be kind of like shocked because they're like, what the fuck? And his next move is to, like, introduce a bunch of people who I was expecting to be like, these are the representatives. It's not. He's he's not addressing that right now. He's just he's just going to make a republic. Guys, it works out. It's going to be good.
0: Yeah. Uh, so everyone in this republic is now equal. Gets oh. a, a equal representation. No one will bow to anyone king. Anyway, let's all bow to our heroes. Yeah.
1: So <laughs> he's like, hey, guys. I would like to introduce some friends who saved the Owl Cosmos when it was in peril, and he just teleports the Zero crew aboard the uh, stage, and we get like a two-page spread where they're all in a spotlight being honored. Everyone starts bowing to them. Uh, Laguna's like, "Oh, it's an owl salute," and Shura says, "Your love is as vast as the wide blue ocean." May we be enwrapped in its embrace like that of the deep sea. Let us express to you our sincerest gratitude. Cheeky's like, oh, stop it. We're friends, aren't we? And Shura smiles and says, yeah,
0: yeah, we are. Oh, man, if you keep that motion up, we might get like, uh, (laughs) we might get content.
1: (laughs) Oh, no, I was uh, doing my shake weights. It's uh, translucent. You'd understand, right? (laughs)
0: not since, if only there was a screw to stop this (laughs) sorrow has there been such a forced metaphor (laughs) nick they're in the al cosmos which is a big ocean oh my god this is such nothing it's 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 a nothing shit Uh, (laughs) someone shit and all and out this nothing came it's so i don't this whole big thing of like oh our heroes it's just like you know whenever a big shonen fight happens and oh what a long arc we've had overcoming great hardships they were fighting in space for like three pages (laughs) and then they fought one guy and And crushed him (laughs) like ruthlessly no Nick they did
1: survive an explosion together we didn't see that we just know they survived an explosion together (laughs) Uh, this is my garbage <laughs> yeah this is pretty bad the biggest like issue is just like there is no reason why shura in this universe is just this much cooler of a dude like it's not like the only difference we know really conceivably is that um his dad wasn't there for him the entire time which is like a weird lesson like i'm a lot better of a person because my dad was not around and i guess maybe that's what they're saying is like uh, Nero's influence as like an emperor was like uh, toxic for his son except that's not ever really explicitly kind of noted in the, right. the, the text anywhere so why sure is this much mo- like I know why it is it's because this is universe zero and universe zero is the good universe where everything good happens but it, like there isn't anything that really suggests why all these good things happen so it is just weird to watch shura be like super cool and be like i going to dismantle my empire democracy for everybody everyone gets a voice in my world and i love you guys you guys are the best let's be friends, Shiki." and you're just like i haven't forgotten then the other universe you're a weird little psychopath like i just i don't know it would be like if a show was like in this universe hitler wants to save the jews you'd be like this is just weird guys i don't know why you're
0: doing this it also doesn't really even follow why he is deciding to take this step. Like, there's nothing set up to indicate why he's doing this other than just, like, well, democracy is good. And yes, that is the case. You know, monarchies are just, like, generally bad. Uh, concentrating the power on a single person is bad because, you know, it's great when the person is good, like Shura. But what if they're an evil asshole? Like, Shura. Uh, so, you know, that 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 is a good thing. But... In universe, it doesn't make sense because it has been established that Shura's empire is just cool and good. The Rebellion had nothing to fight against because everything was just good for people because this is the good universe. So without an impetus for a change to need to be made, why is he making the change?
2: It is very hollow. When something is
0: good, change is not really necessary So, you know, maybe if they, like, focused a bit more and developed stuff going on with Mueller
1: more. Whoa, hold on a second, Nick.
0: (laughs) Spend time in this arc doing something? I know, I know. But, like, maybe if you had had, like, stressed the point of, like, Mueller is dangerous because he has gathered all this power and taken it for himself. And you could have Shura developed a bit more. And maybe you could have him be a good person, but be selfish and paranoid and not willing to cede power to other people because it's like I think that you know like I need to protect my friends and the people I care about and stuff and there could be there thus a conflict between him and Eden zero like there's so many ways you could do this to make it more interesting and have a theme that could come out of this but we spent so little time on any of this that it's there's just nothing like it's like almost anything would have been better than this because there is it, it it's a big climax to literally nothing and it's weird. So, ugh, only you need zero. Uh-huh.
1: All right, Nick. Let's talk about Akane Banashi.
0: We gotta do that. Uh, so, this these two chapters are all about Hikaru's big performance. It's it starts off in like uh, in chapter sixty six. Let's forget about it, uh, where she is learning how to you know do the story that she is telling uh, in in the, in the competition. But uh, she is told uh, by her master, like, hey, look, you're, like, using distinct vo- vocalizations and different voices for characters. That's not how you do things in Rakugo. So stop doing vocal styling. Stop being a voice actor. Be a Rakugoka. Uh, and so he keeps on stressing that and stressing that and stressing that. And then, uh, you know, as, like, she's getting more and more into this, she's uh, also, like, trying to work you know go to lessons more and stuff he's like no no don't 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 do that don't disregard your actual voice acting career uh so you know again is like refusing to like let her go at her own pace basically he's very tightly controlling it uh and you know she's also getting to a point where it's like i'm look i don't know if i should be like limiting what i'm doing in voice acting so i can do more rock rock ago and he's like don't do that like he reads her mind and says don't do that don't look like that so and they asked her like hey are you, are you are you upset that i'm telling you this and she says no because she thinks as long as it helps me beat Akane, i'm fine with this and Akane, you know in the present is thinking about that moment and be like that was weird <laughs> she cut my face and like really intensely said i want to destroy you um uh, but she was thinking, like, what is going on with her? Because she's this really popular voice actress. She's got a freaking photo book that fans go pay $25 to get. Uh, But, you know, like, she was given that really serious declaration of war. So she really pays attention to it. And as the story unfolds, we get more of a flashback between the training between Iken and Ikaru. And Iken told her, like, hey, you know, all that stuff I told you about don't use vocal stylings and stuff like that. Yeah, forget it. So he basically drilled the Rakugo basics into her and then was like, okay, now bring in your voice acting talents. And it's a a really cool visual because like these spectral entities of the character start to surround her in wisps of smoke. And each of them is also a speech bubble that has what they're saying inside of it. Uh, And it's it's such a very... it's uh, all the stylings are, are different enough from each other that he comes through from the stream. But one of the judges turns to the funny duddy critic and thinks, like, oh, this guy hates this kind of stuff, though. But he says out loud, the critic does, like, oh, you're thinking I'm going to hate this. But as it so happens, there once was a Graco Goka who performed the same way she does. And uh, he would do stuff on the radio, which is kind of cool. <clears throat> and, uh, the world in the world of Rakugo, there came to be a term that referred to a performer who would do this kind of thing. It is known as eight blind men, and which is just a, just you know, like, all right, cool, that's a cool, that's a cool, weirdly evil sounding shounen technique for this Rakugo style to have. And uh, it's like there's zombies surrounding H- Hikaru, and it's really cool. And then we get uh, the next chapter, which is story 67 still that girl as hikaru unleashes this and i quote art considered heretical within the realm of rakukoka which is great uh and she goes into this story which is about these guys saying like oh you know we're gonna put on a play about revenge and as we're going through it the brothers and the ronin will come to see eye to eye and all this stuff and this will be great and uh, then the day of their performance arrives is attracting all these onlookers but one of them is delayed uh, so they have to keep on pretending to fight each other while the crowd gets really, really riled up Uh, and then like an actual samurai comes in to help out the people that he thinks are in trouble and they're really shocked by this and so everyone's like, oh, what a story ah." and there's like you know eight or nine characters or something like that that are involved in this and she's trained different vocal styles for each of them, which is really impressing people and uh, then we get a bit more insight into Yukaru, which is basically that she's always just been a very rough and tumble kid because she wanted to keep up with her older brother, who was trying to be like, no, <laughs> you're a little kid, leave me alone. Uh, and so she's like, yeah, you know, I, I never give up, basically. And she thinks, like, I just want to compete with Akane on even terms, and I will do literally whatever in order to do that. And I'll use my voice acting Rocco and everything I've built up over the years in order to beat her at this. And uh, she relates this to, like, she's been honing a weapon, and we get that weapon being unleashed at the climax of her performance of this very gorgeous two-page spread of characters in her story kind of dissolving into petals that are surrounding her while she unsheathes a hidden blade from like a bamboo rod it's very cool looking uh and uh there's a big you know cheer of applause at the end of her performance and uh uh is watching the stream while this is happening and and he says himself like oh she's really going in for the kill and you know, your photo book could have used a smile like that because Hikaru now has this very self satisfied, genuine smile on her face after giving that performance. <sighs> Quinn, you've been very quiet this whole time.
1: Yeah, uh, I didn't care for this. <laughs> um, maybe I'm old, and that's the, <laughs> the issue here uh i didn't i thought that the like reveal like she's like gonna use voice acting was really disappointing (laughs) it felt like i'm gonna use chicken bones to make chicken stock level of like well this is nothing (laughs) i was like i know she's a voice actor so the idea that she's gonna pull out voice acting wasn't like mind-blowing um but I, I I understand there is like a technical difference for what she's doing is not like the same as voice acting. They're trying to kind of connect it to like a particular style of rockago that does exist, and all these. Like, I do get what they're trying to go for. It just didn't hit me in any way. Was it didn't feel bombastic or cool or like an evolution of her style at all, which is kind of what it felt like we were trying to see here. Um, part of me saw like everything Akane has gone through and like her training with Master Arara, where it was like. I'm going to give you something that's deliberately ill-fitting because it's going to make you a better Rakugo. And like, oh, it'd be kind of cool if we saw something like that. Like, Hikaru, who's also kind of learning under the same person, maybe is being, like, forced to, like, expand her skill set in a way that she's not comfortable with. Maybe she's given something really silly and comedic when last time it was established, like, oh, she's actually a very dramatic person. She does a lot of drama and she can really you know put on emotions and like now you had to do a very silly one or something i don't know it just felt like they were like "Eh, she does a lot of voices because she's a voice actor which is fine and then this chapter came around uh and didn't really introduce anything new it just kind of established like why she's doing this and the the answer is just like because she is a hyper competitive person and she wants to beat akane and it's weird because i like I feel like at a different point in my life, I would completely get that. Maybe, And that's why I say maybe I'm just old. It just didn't do anything for me. I'm just like, all right, whatever. Like, I get it. We need uh, popular characters to make merchandise out of. Someone needs to show up in the opening cinematic as like a threat for the character, you know, the opening uh, of the anime or whatever, where we get one of those. Like, we need to do those things. But I have my character, and it's Kaichi, who I think is just a more interesting character to follow and more interested as a foil for Kane. So that's the character I'm going to go for. And it's like a thing in this podcast. That I like characters who don't get the spotlight all, all that much. So maybe that'll be what happens. Everyone's gonna be like, wow, Hikaru is super cool. We'll follow a lot more of her, and Kaichi just doesn't show up anymore. But uh, I'm happy. A lot of people seem to really, really like Hikaru. So, you know, I'm glad you guys uh, got like such a fun uh, little situation there.
0: So. I will say that I think that this whole thing kind of did roughly what I thought it would do uh in terms of like there weren't any like big surprises in terms of like what you would see coming and stuff but there were some effective visuals to demonstrate like oh what she's doing is you know in universe impressive at least uh but that being said yes to your point of like she the voice actor used her voice acting abilities in order to you know create a good performance that is not going to be something that is going to change the mind of anyone who's already not into Karu, because it's kind of doing what you expect to have.
1: Yeah, they put so. a hat on a hat and then I'm like, I just didn't like hats. I'm sorry, guys. I don't like hats.
0: <laughs> All right. Let's move on to Blue Blocks. Blue Box! Uh, last time, Chinatsu uh, and Taiki b- became boyfriend and girlfriend. They're, they're a couple now. Uh, and, uh, so Taiki, Taiki gets a ride, uh, back to the station from Chinatsu's family, and I do like that her grandfather is like, uh, yeah, that kid seems a little bit out of it. He should be a bit more sprightly. It's like a weird thing to say about someone. Uh, but, you know, Chinatsu gives Taiki a little quick, quick text while he's on his way saying, hey, have a safe trip back, and he gets all flustered over it, and it's like, "Oh, they're all happy and, and flustered and stuff. Uh, Taiki gets back to the uh, apartment that he and his clubmates are staying at. Uh, he runs to Kyo in the hallway while they're alone, and he's like, did it go well? And uh, Taiki says, Kyo. Kyo. My good Kyo. bud. Dude, Chiaos and I are a couple. And Kyo is just like, no, oh, good for you.
1: Aww, he's just like a good Dude. little friend. He's just a good yeah. little goober.
0: Uh, the gang goes skiing the next day. We see, like, none of it. It's just, like, look, the big important thing on this trip happens. They do it, they go home. <laughs> Wouldn't it be wild if Chinatsu
1: and Taiki became a couple and the next chapter was like,
0: what about uh, our wild fucking snowboarding trip? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he comes back from the ski trip, and then when he gets home, he realized, like, oh shit, Chinatsu senpai is going to be staying here. What are we going to do? <laughs> oh shit. Oh shit. Uh, and like his mom and me asked him, oh, did you happen to see Chinatsu while you were in Nagano? <laughs> <"Ugh>, sure, <no. laughs> they know. <laughs> um, So he decides like, uh, if she, if Chinatsu is doing this for the sake of being on the basketball team and stuff, then until she graduates and I get to Nationals, then we'll keep it a secret. Right, right. Right. Uh, and he's so distracted, however, that he nearly freaking falls down the stairs. So, you know, he's doing good. Uh, but uh, then Jinasa comes in through the door. Hey, she's coming back and she's staying with the family again. Uh, and immediately, tonight, he's like, oh no, I'm in trouble because my heart's racing looking at her. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's a teenager in love. Yeah, that happens. So, uh, so, uh, you know, t- she family leaves her there when she and Taiki have a moment to be asked like, Hey, should we tell your parents about us? And Taiki, you know, just lays out very, very reasonably. I think it'd be best if we keep quiet about it. Cause I don't want them to make a big fuss. And we kind of have our plates full already. Uh, and uh, he says like, you know, and I'm already dealing with having my first girlfriend and uh, just like, first girlfriend. And I've got my first boyfriend. Aww. Aww.
1: So fucking cute. Yeah.
0: But she agrees, so they're going to keep it a secret. And uh, you know, Taiki Fish is helping uh Junatsu like bring her bag into the room and then she's like holds her hand out and he says, huh? And she takes his hand and shakes it really vigorously up and down. She's like, "This is a thank you handshake for carrying my suitcase."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's just a handshake.
1: It's a very, oh. it's a very uh, respectable handshake. They're holding hands.
0: Aww. Uh, so then that kind of brings us into chapter one hundred six. It has a color page of the two of them hanging out. Aww. Uh, so nervous is their chapter title. Yeah, makes sense. Hey, going about the day. Taiki's looking around, realizes that Chinatsu's already gone. Gets to the gym. Hey, Chinatsu is, is is practicing at the gym, like she always does, really, really early. Even earlier than usual, Taiki observes. And he's like, cool, we are just to walk to school together. Understandable. If you can't be <laughs> alone at school or at home, on the way to school from home, yeah. it's about the only chance you're gonna get to the That is like the window. <laughs> so uh, but he was like, Oh, she's like putting in even more effort after her basketball team loss. And I can't afford to fall behind. Uh, they go through all the, like, Hey, started of the, of the new, uh, calendar year ceremonies and stuff. Then, uh, Taiki gets asked by like, I guess his teacher, I guess, or maybe it's his like class president. They seem to have the same uniform on, uh, like, Hey, can you like get the Batman's team to do something? So, uh, as he's goes to see said Batman captain, uh uh he happens to spot uh chinatsu and fucking (laughs) guy comes over to 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 her and he's and taikas being like stop talking to her you guys are dating calm down yeah calm down you won my guy like (laughs) the competition is over uh, some people are like you know just talking to each other in the hallway, and they'd be like, or, and they're like, "Oh, hey, did get even cuter over the break?" And Taiki's like, oh, "I want to tell people we're going out." Like, Calm down. <laughs> he's
1: so fucking horned up. It's, it's 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 embarrassing, but it's it's a little cute.
0: Yeah, and he realizes like if we tell anyone at school, I could get back to our parents. Oh, I feel really insecure. At least he admits he's insecure. He goes and starts lifting weights at his desk which is like and Kyo says what are you doing and he says I'm trying to become a hunk bro calm down (laughs) she already likes you (laughs) she made up an excuse to hold your hand. (laughs) uh and uh so Taiki is just like really insecure but he gets a text from Chidatsu saying like hey you wanna have lunch together Taiki's like oh the two of us having lunch uh and uh, she picked out a private little place in the storage closet so they could uh, have lunch together. Isn't that fucking sweet? They start having lunch together and stuff. And uh, you know, so just like, do you want to share my blanket? And he's like, no! It's too much. Uh, but uh, they start eating and there's a cute moment where Chinat's like, oh, we both started eating our bentos the same way. <laughs> so, so, uh, they go through that, and then they just start talking about food stuff, and just like, you know, talking, which is nice. And she says, like, yeah, Omo Rice is basically a Oyakodan. And Taiki's like, but it's not in a bowl. And Shinatsu's like, hmm. She gets, she pouts at him. It's cute. So.
1: Yeah. She's just, she's a little little, uh, nerd right now.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, uh, so they start Talk about like when they can go out. Maybe they'll go out eating together and stuff like that. But uh, Taiki says, you know, I know that you're like probably busy too. So yeah. Um, But they have a, a little laugh together over like, oh, you know, we could like go somewhere with eggs and stuff, and I'll use the eggs as fuel for all the hard work <laughs> I have to do. My God, Taiki, such a dork, <laughs> such
1: a dork. It almost—it's a little too much at times. You're like, all right, reel it back a little bit, champ.
0: You, you, you've again—you've already done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chinatsu gets all kind of sleepy, because, you know, she woke up super early, so she starts to get all wobbly, and Taiki's like, hey, you can take a nap if you want, and I'll wake you up when the bell rings. So she does, and uh, she just kind of nods off, just kind of slumps over a bit, uh, and she nearly kind of falls over, so Taiki, like, reaches out to kind of prop her head up, and when he does that, her head falls against his wrist, and she starts nuzzling against his, his sleeve. Oh. And the techies has got man, I really got to, I, I've, I've got to like hold up my end of this. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, so, very cute. Eh, it's sweet. Uh, it's nice, and I'm glad that they were able to have a normal-ish date. <laughs> uh huh.
1: I like the idea of like, hey, I know of a spot in the school where we could just hang out and be friends. Like, I don't know, it's very cute.
0: They're doing great. Let's take bets on how long this will last until they. <laughs> hey,
1: this series could be a ending. Maybe it's like halfway over. We got like a little bit of time to deal with like some trials and tribulations, and then done. Maybe it ends.
0: I mean, you know, it is possible in this day and age, Quinn, for romantic comedy shown in series to just have relationships that happen, and then other stuff happens after that. Kagya has proven that. Uh, uh-huh. and maybe this can do the same we'll see let's talk about Cypher Academy
1: <laughs> hell yes oh I'm so fucking uh, stoked for the one chapter
0: actually is it is it Cypher Academy it is, it I, is. I, I had to double check what, what the new ones are A B C D yeah I do that too yeah yeah so it's uh, oh, fuck <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh
0: right yeah there's one chapter that's a fucking wild ass name Chapter 28, employ the battlefield and you'll stand out. Go with the flow of the battlefield and you'll get washed away. Try to enter wartime and you'll end up cramped. In any case, turbulent times are difficult to live in. That metaphor fell apart. (laughs) No,
1: Nick, these are song lyrics. Remember the Bob Dylan song? Employ the battlefield and you'll stand out. Something, something battlefield and you'll get washed away.
0: I just remember the Jimi Hendrix version. Uh, yeah, it's
1: weird. It's the one song where you just don't rhyme at all. It's, <laughs> it's very interesting. It's probably why it's not beloved. They have, they have like everyone has. Everyone who's done a cover has a much better song in their library. Except for Alien Ant Farm, this is their other big hit. <laughs> 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 they did "Sick the Criminal" and then uh, get washed away on the battlefield. That's <laughs> their Yeah. Two that's right.
0: songs. <laughs> yeah. It play the battlefield, and you stand out. Go <laughs> the Uh, anyway, so <laughs> this chapter, these two chapters, are a team competition. Uh, the uh, it centers around Yukako and uh, her relationship with Toshusai because there is a backstory here that uh, involves uh, the opposing team. Uh, where apparently Yukiko uh, used to actually be uh, related to uh, another family and stuff. Well, not related. She worked for another family and everything. And then uh, Toshisai and Tayu came across her, and they ended up having this big thing of like military secret trading and stuff like that. And then afterwards, uh, they kind of like offered Yukiko a position. And she took it up, and they've been friends ever since. That's the way that Shutan explains it to Iroha. It's explained to him a different way, which is like she was freaking brainwashed by them. Like she was captured and, and, and stuff, and they left her no recourse but to have to do it. Uh, so what is the truth? Well, we don't really find out. Uh, it, it's, it remains kind of nebulous. But the idea, of course, is that there are two sides to things. And that is also a big thing with the comeback imitation game where toshisai and taiyu are inside of this fully like covered up typical blanket thing and then uh, a camera obscura is used to project an image of yukiko through a tiny little hole so you know it's 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 a thing that you can do i don't remember exactly how it works but because of the light being shined through it broadcasts an image upside down through the slit of Yukiko. But there's two Yukikos. Oh. Or is there? Oh. Uh, so Toshisai is challenged to guess which is the real one. Or is are both of them fake? Ooh, because of all of the disguises and stuff like that. And so we are told that, yeah, uh, even though it would just be a tie if they get this wrong, if Toshisai gets this wrong, she never again be able to call herself Yukiko Omomuro's friend ever again. Oh, That's how serious this is. And is like, is it really? And Shinon's like, no. And both Yugata and Toshio are like, she's right. It is that serious. <laughs> Which is legitimately amazing. <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah. I mean, in fairness, uh, I feel like we would have the same thing. If you didn't get this right, Nick, I'd be like, what the
0: fuck? And I'd be like, no, you, it's bullshit because this- uh, I, I did a fart sound effect. Clearly, that was the real me. Look, Quinn, I'm sorry. I can't do a handstand. OK,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nick, you're spoiling what's about to happen
0: in a much more reasonably named chapter. Chapter twenty nine. It's still a little wild. If you know the enemy and encrypt yourself, you need not fear the result of a hundred battles. Sun Tzu! Yeah, this
1: like, this is the second chorus to that song. Uh,
0: if you know the enemy and encrypt yourself again. <laughs> ah, oh, classic.
1: There, these, these are all. This is good stuff.
0: There is a puzzle that has been provided here, which I is, is given to Toshisai later. I think they establish. Uh-huh. I think. Uh, which And the puzzle is, what maximum to you, for you, at you? And this is, again, one of those puzzles where you have to work backwards from the solution and the only real context for it is there's two identical images side by side, which is supposed to tell you that the letters are supposed to be uh, what's what's the term? Perpendicular Uh, or parallel? Symmetrical. Horizontally symmetrical.
1: Uh, Rhombus. Parallelogram. Uh, triangle, Cosine. (laughs) (laughs) tangent hypotenuse
0: 1 times 1 equals 2 so uh, there is one word here where not all the letters are symmetrical which is the word 4, F-O-R but you can express the term 4 as in the number 4 as I-V because Roman numerals I and V and if you do that then all the letters will be symmetrical so it's four four is the clue what does that mean well toshisai thought that there were three options either one of the either one of the two could be the real uh Omomura or it could be neither of them but what if it's a fourth option so we go through like some stuff where like toshisai like asks yukiko questions and they answer them exactly the same but also reflected backwards, which also kind of gives away what the solution is if you think about it. Um, so uh, Toshi says, "Like, do you have any questions to ask?" And uh, because they're both supposed to guess which one is the real one at this point, it's it's a it's it's a contest. Mm-hmm. There, there, not only is one of them guessing it, but both of them are guessing it. Even though one of them should say, kind of already knows because they know the plan, whatever. Yeah. So. So Toshisai, uh, uh, while Hiro is thinking it over, turns him and says, "Like, hey, can I ask some advice from you?" And Hiro's like, "I mean, wow. If, I mean, if you told me to die, I'd happily die. But asking <laughs> me to read their expressions from the side is..." And Toshisai like, says, "You know, say, it says the cool thing first, which is like, well, what I want is a cheerleader's advice. Why would you think I would tell you to die?" Yeah. Hey, bud. <laughs>
1: Are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> I, I, we don't talk enough. Are you okay,
0: Hiroha? Are you all right? Yeah, you but talk? hey,
1: do <laughs> you want to fuck this? Do you want? Do you need to go to the back?
0: Did, have I told you? Do you not know we're, that we're friends? Have yeah. I told you that recently? You're my friend. Like,
1: yeah. <laughs> if I don't validate you enough, let me know. You are my friend.
0: But she asked Hiroha to, to show her how to do that thing you were doing before. And then you got to say, yeah, show me how to do it. Too. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, I'm not doing a good to that either, but show me how to do it. And the only reason that we all both of them do it is so that we could get this big group shot of all four of them trying to do one of his dance moves, which is the like kick up into a into a one arm handstand thing. And Shutan immediately falls on her ass. The poor girl. She's she's all bandaged up. And some of those are real bandages. Uh, But. As a result of flipping upside down to do the handstand thing, Toshisai is able to see the image and look at it more clearly. Because, admittedly, it's more difficult to examine the details of an image when it's upside down. Your, your eyes don't play certain details. But she realized, like, oh, okay. The real Yukiko is on the right. Or at least that's how it appears. It's actually the left Yukiko. Or at least that's how it appears. Both are imitations. At least that's how it appears. And she writes down her answer. <laughs>
1: it's so fucking funny. I don't know why she keeps Both doing this. Both are real. She keeps doing this thing. She's like, but that's what you. That's what it appears. Actually, it says, but that's what it appears. <laughs> and you're like, wait, I don't understand what you're saying anymore. What do you mean? Uh, the there's, answer there's is. There's like uh, a viral clip right now going on because Jennifer Lawrence was on Hot Ones. And right, he he was like shaking the bottle, and she's just like she's already like her mouth's on. She's just like, what, "What do you mean? No, what? What? What do you mean?" And then it just breaks it herself. She's like, "What do you mean?" Mm-hmm. And that was me with this thing. Like, what, is, "What do you mean?" That's what it appears you've said that three times now.
0: <laughs> so Toshisai explains that like their images of the real Yukiko being created by her standing outside of the camera obscura box with her image being reflected by um, off of a mirror that is directly next to her. So. Yep. uh, Yeah. All right. <laughs> you win. Yeah, that's it. And the, the solution is presented by the president of the other class saying the past Yukiko and the current Yukiko are both real. What a very Yukiko Umamura-esque thing to say i mean okay
1: <laughs> oh, sure i believe you i believe you this is a very it's you just can- a mirror thing. yeah
0: it's just a, it's just a mirror i mean technically speaking yes one is a reflected image so that one is technically a little bit in the past because you know you can never look at yourself in the present you're always looking at yourself very 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 slightly in the past whatever uh so uh toshisai says t- 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 i'm not Taiutan, but can you please stop talking like you know anything about her so, what's your answer? And the answer that the other was given was both are real, which is the same thing that Toshisai wrote down. So she admits it was an imitation answer. So it's, she's like, you basically, you guys basically won. And hey, it's a big it's a big celebration for class 1A. Iroha jumps up in the air so high that he seems, he like punches the, the ceiling. Yeah. The, the camera obscure box and just like, the blossom up and Toshisai reaches up to pat y- Yukiko on the head, which is kind of cute. <laughs> it's cute, it's a little demeaning, but it is cute. Like she's closing her eyes while she
1: does it, and you're like, That's a Toshisai thing to do, but also just like, All right, I'm not a dog, stop this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Yoroha calls over to the other uh, leading private, uh, and says, Uh, so I'm gonna go visit Hokiboshi while she recuperates from Taiyu destroying her. <laughs> Uh, but I've got a question for you and uh, he asks about the Battlefield Dancer still on that thread uh, from like 20 chapters ago at this point Uh, but uh, Kubinashi says like yeah I don't really know about that we're the undercover operations class decoding and analysis are outside our area of expertise so why are you in a code breaking tournament (laughs) (laughs) Uh, she presents him with one sixth of the code key uh, and says like we just got this during some of our undercover maneuvers <laughs> didn't actually solve this ourselves uh but she says i think that class b excels in that sort of thing they're the one class i don't want to fight is another Fuck. one of my personal opinions
1: this is so good this this is this is my favorite moment of the entire <laughs> chapter maybe the series
0: <laughs> So, Class 1B, introducing them. Look at all the animal ears that they're wa- making. Wait a minute. That was just a bear. <laughs> <laughs> this moose is just an animal. <laughs> it was just a bear girl. <laughs> Not a bear girl. A bear in a uniform.
1: <laughs> but her name is Kuoka Edishite. So, yeah. she's a Kuoka, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> and she talks as well. Yep. Okay. Okay. So- <laughs> it's so fucking wild these motherfuckers just stunt in here with the weirdest fucking shit and then they're just like they just like sing poetry and then leave. that's it that's the chapter it just ends there I love it it's <sighs> so ridiculous I truly I was like alright they really nailed it the first time with this, this first antagonist group and their whole thing's like undercover there's one who dresses like other people, one that hid under the table, one who's the leader, one who's the body double of the leader who hides in her shadow, and then one who's the body double of the body double who hides in her shadow. I was like, so ridiculous, so over the top. How do you beat that? And I don't know what these fuckers gimmicks are, but they all showed up in motherfucking animal like headdresses, and one of them just looks like she's a bear. <laughs> so. Yep. Perfect. I'm already like, alright, we've got another interesting group of little weirdos to, to, to beat up. <sighs> alright, yeah. Nick. Let's talk about Icehead Gil.
0: Yeah, we got one chapter of this that just came up this week. Uh, it is by uh, Ikuo Hachia, who is kind of like an unknown newbie. Uh, so this is their first big series. And uh, it's a very Viking themed kind of show. Uh, uh-huh. Manga, rather. That's about all I have to say about it. It's uh, look, we got we got a lot to get through yet, and I don't honestly have a lot of notes about this uh, series beyond it's Viking themed, and that's kind of different for jump stuff. Uh, in me- honestly, in like recent history, I don't remember any like very Viking themed thing uh, in jump stuff. Obviously, of course, Vinland Saga is very famous yeah. and successful right now uh but uh, beyond that you know uh it just seems like kind of like a dark fantasy monster killing kind of kind of thing uh, the kid fights with an axe
1: yeah i mean it's cool elite character fights with like a battle axe that's like a different thing for jump uh it's like a prominent female character is kind of cool uh it, it is fun it has like a lot of like fist of the north star kind of artwork where there's just a lot of like detailed burly people <laughs> which is like just a fun aesthetic but yeah I don't have like a ton of thoughts on it this is like another uh, chapter i have just got to like reread at some point because I don't think I truly comprehended
0: it the first time yeah uh, I mean like the, the monster that shows up the lich guy it's, he's knee looking and stuff and uh, it'll be cool to see what kind of like monster designs if, if we get or if it'll just be more like humanoid demon guys uh, uh-huh. hopefully not Uh, and then we also had another new series called Martial Master Asumi, which we might as well just, you know, get that uh, talked about as well. Uh, two chapters that have come out, uh, so far. This is about a reluctant martial artist kid. Uh, he does not like fighting. Uh, his grandfather kind of like whipped him into like learning all this martial art stuff, and he doesn't like it. Uh, and uh, they but his friend is getting bullied all the time and he's always uh, assuming he's always just stepping in, being like guys come on let's not fight Ah, ah uh,
1: guys
0: that's his voice sh- we, when we
1: recap this chapter week to week like "Hi, hey, hey grandpa guys, it's me guys
2: it's me Asumi. don't fight guys <laughs> guys but, please
0: uh a new girl shows up at the school however uh named uh aki uh, airo Aki, Aki something uh and uh she's very big into martial arts she's she you know like does kicks and stuff and uh, just and you know he she helps Asumi and his friend out of out of out of gym at one point and then it's got it's like uh hey you guys should you know like uh you know hang out with me okiba is her name now 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 okiba and uh you know she's older than them and, and it's like hey you guys like should come to me to my mma gym that my family own my family runs and stuff And uh, she's trying to get them into it. Uh, Asumi's friend is really into it because, you know, he wants to learn martial arts and get into it. So she starts demonstrating, like, you know, holds that you do in mixed martial arts and techniques that you do in mixed martial arts and stuff. And Asumi's just like, I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight. But she's really cute. I want her. Ah! Ah." So Asumi goes home. And then the bullies from before uh, continue to accost him. Uh, fortunately, now comes by and is like, Oh, I may have to, I may have to help out. And they're like, Your friends suck. And as was like, No, <laughs> no way. That's the wrong character. No, they, they don't suck. They're my friends. You guys suck. And then he starts doing martial arts on them and slamming them into walls and doing judo throws and stuff. He puts uh, a guy in a flying crossbar and then. Now pulls him off as like, I knew it. You're a big martial arts guy, aren't you? And he's like, I don't want to fight, though. Uh, but she really wants him to join the, the gym and stuff. So then, the second chapter, she keeps on like being like, No, I'm going to get you into this. I'm going to make you join because I like, I, 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 I need this to happen. So that's so that like, I'm going to show you, show you what true MMA is and stuff gets him to come to the gym again. And, uh, the a gym rep. Who is a former pro and then that guy? It uh, gets put in a sparring match with uh, Asumi uh, this time, and uh, they start like doing like MMA stuff. And uh, he actually gets Asumi into a mount, but Asumi defends himself with this like scissor move and everything. And it was like, oh wow, he's he's very flexible and experienced and stuff. And uh, so, oh, Asumi's good at martial arts. Yes, the guy who's been training vigorously with his grandfather like every day of his life and martial arts is good at martial arts can you believe um yeah it's okay
1: yeah uh, i i kind of liked uh martial arts master Sumi a little bit uh we get these relatively somewhat frequently like just like a martial arts series uh last one was like neru um mm-hmm. and usually they're not very good there's weirdly and it's it's strange to me that this is the thing that like caught my attention because this is not like the gimmick of the series really uh but like the idea that uh Asumi's father is their grandfather is just really old and dealing with yeah. like dementia and they don't treat that like a, really like a joke per se um like they address that like there's challenges in like caretaking for a parent, essentially, and like the struggles of like kind of keeping up with their brain and like adult daycare. None of this felt like it was harsh. I don't know anything about the author of the series. I don't know if this is something that's pulling from like their personal life or anything like that. But there was like a human twist at some point uh, or a human element to the series that I did appreciate. So it gave me something. I, I don't, I still don't think this series has anything that like really draws me in quite yet but i was impressed by that enough to be like i did not hate this so you know i'm i'm optimistic that maybe it can like really turn to something special
0: there's a i mean there is good artwork in this series so far and i mean like this is by the author of hinamaru zumo oh uh, yeah so i'm sure that they're very capable of executing another like down-to-earth like real sports combat now that you say this
1: this makes a lot of sense a lot of the art's starting to line up
0: (laughs) um but uh i think that there is a hook a really big hook that is missing for me Mm -hmm. so far um like i don't have a big reason to like want to read this yet everything seems like it's okay yeah. That seems like it would be elements of a series that I would like, but there's not a big thing that has happened me of like, oh, you got to read this story because there's like really cool action scenes or there's just a really compelling character or anything like that. So it's just like, yeah, it's a martial arts series. It's okay.
1: Yeah, it's fine. I, I do like it. The character work is okay so far. Since you mentioned that it's the author of Zumo, it does make a little bit of sense i wasn't a huge fan of the characters in, in zumo they always felt like they were missing an, uh, an ingredient for me and that's maybe what i'm starting to pick up on here uh, but it has a girl with fangs who likes to fight so like half of our discord's probably going crazy about her
0: and she wears glasses half. The
1: time oh my twice. god yeah that's it's like the weird thing he notes like in the first chapter like wait do you have a thing for chicks
0: with glass he's like yes
1: yes i do I love I them time. so much. Like,
0: All right, go for it. I do appreciate that she is just like, very much the person who just gets the plot going. Like, you guys are going to come to my gym. <laughs> like, yeah. Just does it because the he's not going to be an active uh, protagonist. It seems like. All right, new sex, sir, sister. <sighs> Chapter six: The scent of a spirit. My God, a new girl has shown up in town and she's coming. (laughs) Another new girl? How could this have happened? This is truly becoming a harem series. It it, it (laughs) becoming.
1: Well, because it doesn't know enough of it. So
0: it doesn't know what it's doing with any of them. So until
1: they actually start doing something, I'm, I'm putting a little space there.
0: Uh, meanwhile, Yajima and Suo Senpai are taking on another demon. Suo Senpai notes very briefly, like, "There's been a lot of level two spirits. This is not how spirits act. When you exercise one, it takes a while for another one to show up because you know there are a bunch of low level spirits piled on top of each other. So why do they keep on showing up?" Uh, but you know they're gonna fight the thing. There's a brief moment where Yajima, when he's gonna finish it off, the, the the spirit goes, "Help me!" and uh, he hesitates. But uh, fortunately, a spear goes through the back of the thing's head as someone else uh, uh, kills it. And uh, it's the girl who showed up before, who scolds him, saying, You've never dealt with the whispering smoke? Some spirits of level two and above have a special organ that is used solely to trick humans. Ordinary people have been deceived by those voices. That's right. All of them are the Grand Fisher. Admittedly, though, this is... This is actually actually just like a nice detail to like have thrown in it would have been nice if it came at a more you know dramatically compelling moment as opposed Uh to just a random spirit that they were fighting that was whatever completely unnoteworthy otherwise Uh, but uh, you know Yachima kind of shakes off being scolded by her uh, and he thanks her for helping out uh, and then she absorbs the spirit into her spear which is bizarre which uh, they take note of and then she's like, we're going to commence damage restoration and memory modification. She just kind of walks off. Uh, of course, she is a, a spirit reaper control person. Thing. Nick,
1: whoa, you can't call her a spirit reaper. That's another series, right?
0: That's yeah, another one. Yeah. So she puts away her, her Zanpakuto. Uh, and <laughs> so uh, Yajima uh, is told by Suo Senpai, it's like, oh, she's one, from one of the two great established families and we get a footnote that says two ancient families in the world of exorcists who hold enormous influence, which tells us about as much as what Suo said in the word bubble right there, but whatever. Uh, so Yajima like, oh, it's like I'm living in a totally different world. There's great families in the world of exorcists. Wow. That's wow. Anyway, so the new, the new <laughs> exorcist. The new
1: sexorcist. The new sexorcist, that's his name. When he goes into a room wood says, new
0: sexorcist, and he says, hey!
1: hey. <laughs> he takes off his
0: hat. Whoa. So the exorcist immediately shows up as a transfer student in Yajima's class. <laughs> just, just immediately get it out of the way. It's like, oh my God, she's joining the class. We are halfway through this chapter. <laughs> so her name is uh, Shiroha Fujino. And uh, honestly, an actually funny I was joke. Say, you, get, you get
1: one kind of okay joke.
0: All the guys in the class. A couple. Couples, once,
1: oh no! I, got, I thought a couple of them were ladies.
0: Uh, a, all the guys in the class of ones go. She has such a sad look in her eyes, but I understand her even if no one else does. It's like wow, <laughs> calling out every every teenager in the world with that one. Uh, so yeah, so Yajima, of course, is thinking about, like, ah, oh, wow, oh, exorcists are scary, I guess. So then the teacher's like, hey, you should just sit down next to Yajima. <laughs> it's it's
1: like, so funny. It's like there's a panel as he's terrified. He's like, there's an empty seat next to me. <laughs> like, and you're did like, you, did you not see it? It didn't
0: spontaneously appear in this world. It's in that prior panel. You can see it next to him. So he w- just has no peripheral vision. So, <laughs> so that happens. And then w- the teacher is like, well, Fujino doesn't have any textbooks yet. So Yajima just share with her. And then Yajima tries to be like, oh, I can just review it later. You just you just take just it. Just take now.
1: the book and I'll just fail. and st- I'll stay behind <laughs> here. It's
0: okay. And then Twitchita is just like, who no, who cares? And just pushes their desks together. It's like, we'll just share. Just uh, no caring about it whatsoever. While all the guys are like, she's so assertive. She's she doesn't care. That's the problem with all of you. She, she you're making this she doesn't care. Fuck off, all of you. You hardy howard dogs. you are all weird little <laughs> little creeps. They're all weird little creeps. Oh man, she's so assertive. <laughs> This is like everything is a different fetish for them. <laughs> it's like, oh man, the sister who's not related by blood. Oh wow, the senpai who's having who's talking to him. Oh wow, the girl who's pushing their desks together. Just talk to women. <laughs> All of You're you! You're right there. You could just do it. Uh, so Hoshina is like, hey, <laughs> Fujino, that's not her name. Ho- I'm getting her confused with a Gundam Build Fighters character. So <laughs> Fujino says, Hey, there's a s- scent of a spirit coming from you. Did you borrow the power from a spirit? <laughs> no! Leap is like, Hey, did you borrow power from a spirit? And Yajima's like, Ah! And then she just touches his hand and is like, I'm right. I, I can tell it. from your scent pulse, right there. I'm right. <laughs> and then... We get a flashback from her perspective that she was told that 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 there is a that Nui, the spirit, is at the school, and so someone has to make a spirit a contract with Nui before headquarters realizes this. And so she flat out says to Yajima, "Do you know about Nui? My goal is to forcibly take her power. Did they lend you her power? Was that Nui? Could you tell me about it? I'm touching your hand, so I'll know if you'd lie. Also, I'm putting spirit." talon thing in your arm so you have to tell me the truth and Ajima says no matter what you do I won't tell you I owe my life to new
1: the spirit who lent me her power. <laughs> it's It's funny because it's meant to be like an inspiring moment of him being like, I'm not gonna give up this person. she's important to me. but like I guess because he's like sweating in the panel, it feels like he's not super convinced about what he's saying. He's like,, uh, I owe my life to the new sexorcist and she's
0: like, that's you. <laughs> he's like,
1: oh, then the person who gave the new sexorcist their powers.
0: That's you, isn't it? No! No!
1: My, my dad's dead! <laughs> and
0: then he flips the
1: desk over and runs out of the room, ripping his and clothes wildly, off. And wildly, yeah.
0: Wildly, because she only has lie detector powers from this. He says, I owe my life to New and won't tell you. She goes, he's speaking from the heart. I guess I'll just have to look for New myself because he's not going to tell me that he knows New A. <laughs> so. But then Yajim is like, okay, is listening to me all the time, so she probably heard all that, so I need to trust her to play her role, and not expose us, even though I've just done so! And then Nui shows up in the class and is like, hey, how you doing? Hey, what's going on, champ? So, it's me, Yajim- you're not related by Blood Sister! <laughs> what she's not related to you by blood oh that's so hot <laughs> <laughs> and that's the truth my talent tells me <laughs> so uh, next chapter <laughs> road of radiance it's a good fire emblem game it's a good one mm-hmm. so <laughs> so
1: when we at the manage beast uh, uh synergy it's a little it's a little rough
0: it's but you true. get the cadence so yajima is like oh no new is going to expose our relationship and stuff and then new comes over and is like oh a transfer student that's so hot i'm sayako gakuro's <laughs> sister who isn't related by blood and but <laughs> like i transferred here it's nice to meet you and yajima's like oh no she can see through lies and new takes her hand and 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 they shake hands. And then immediately Fujio's like, what? This person's human. I could have sworn they're a spirit, but she has both pulse and body warmth. And yet I can't get a read on her whatsoever. And Nui <laughs> leans into her and says, if you want to talk, go to the old school building. It, Everything is so sexually charged <laughs> in this series. It,
1: it is. Hey, you know what? I'm glad when she's like, she has both a pulse and a body warmth that she wasn't like, that's so odd. He has a sister who's not related <laughs> by blood and has body warmth. He struck
0: the gold mine. <laughs> <laughs> so then Nue leaves and then Yajiba goes after her. is like, no, don't leave the scene. I have to talk to you. Why does Fujita know about you, Nue? I thought you didn't want to be found out. And Nue says, well, that girl's from a special family. <gasps> a special family? Is there another special family? Yes, there are two great families. Oh, my God. The Fujino family has is really powerful amongst estrusists. They probably know I, I'm here because of their personal intel on me. That's it. That's how they know. They just, uh. they just know. They just know. <laughs> but uh, they have to establish this because they know about it. And Headquarters doesn't yet. So anyway, they go to the abandoned classroom later. And so Fujino goes with, with, uh, with Yajima. They show up. And is in a gamer chair and has multiple computers set up. It's so confusing. Like, I know it's
1: established she has, like, magic powers and, like, video games there. But when they just show up and she's, like, chilling at a computer with multiple other, like, a LAN party going on, you're just like, I'm sorry, what the fuck's happening?
0: I miss LAN parties. They were so fun. So, uh, so Yajima's like, you converted the club room. And she says, yeah, I got permission from the president. Apparently. So we're just like, yeah, I'll be busy today. Go ahead. <laughs> Use it as your gamer pad, whatever.
1: Yeah, put, put a fucking bunch of computers in there.
0: So Fujino starts to say, like, no, it's not. Like, we're not going to. I don't. We don't have time to play. I've got business to attend to. And Nui says, we can talk if you beat me. Whoa,
1: she's so cool.
0: And for whatever reason, Yajima is on Fujino's side. And they're going to play Road of Radiance, which is a pretty hardcore game. Not really, you know, I mean, like take it. To, it takes a little bit of getting used to, but you know, it's, it's still like a turn-based strategy game.
1: Yeah. Anyway, I mean, there's like inheriting skills and stuff like that, but it's not quite as bad as like later editions.
0: Uh. So Fujino. Uh, has played roar as she pr- refers to it before so she starts to teach yajima how to play and new says i had my suspicions when we shook hands but she is indeed a gamer which you can definitely tell by shaking someone's hands when you don't talk to people as a ghost who's trapped in a school
1: it makes out like i've been reading uh young girl young ladies don't play fighting games recently And that is an element in there is like a character identifies another character as a gamer simply because they look at their hand and they're like, you have calluses on your hand from using an arcade stick. And it's like a cool moment. Uh, Here, it's just like, I shook hands and we just knew this bitch games. (laughs) I smelled the Doritos on her breath and I was like, this bitch knows what Road of
0: Radiance is. I am going to put... Uh, I'm going to write something down well, here. Okay. And I'm going to seal it in an envelope. Gonna, yeah, I'm just going to put it as a uh, okay. Uh, chapter, let's call it ten. Uh, okay. And uh, chapter ten. Uh, uh, okay just gonna put a, a prediction down right here okay um, uh, and uh, what's, what's her name again Fujito okay so anyway Fujito's teaching Yajima how to do the, how to play roar and oh her boob brushes against his arm because it's so hot <laughs> There's and, so this fucking
1: kid is so afraid of just accidentally brushing up against poop it's wild yeah. this is like the fourth time in the series
0: he's done this And uh, he refers to her leading into him as my, my sacred personal space. Ah, do you have, are you a germaphobe? Is that your thing? Like,
1: yeah. What is your, what's your deal, buddy? Are you like just super nervous around women? Are you just like super horned up and you can't control it? Like what, what's
0: the deal there? There's so much that happens in quick succession here. That's so weird. First off, Fujino leans into his ear to whisper, "I'll oh, no, if you're holding back. Which again, why is it so sexual? But then uh, Yajima's like, it's okay, I won't hold back because that's not what Nui would want. All right, calm down. Then Nui leans across the desks to shake both their hands and we get a shot of this happening while there's also a chibi-fied version of it happening yes. within the same panel. You could have just made this panel bigger and just shown <laughs> that happening
1: can't do that
0: Ugh. she won she beat them uh she beat them and congratulates them on a, on a good match but fujito is is not not satisfied with this so she's like move your keyboard a bit and sits <laughs> in the same chair behind him while leaning around him so that he's controlling one keyboard and mouse while she's controlling the other keyboard and mouse and so it, this can't cont- possibly
1: be better for gaming like a, I, I refuse to believe this is a more like functional setup in her mind
0: there's no way because he's controlling half of each player and she's controlling half of each player but they're also doing separate things it doesn't make any sense for this to be the, the winning strategy but Yajima's like how am I supposed to remember anything no I have to I have to focus and his power starts surging off of him and Fujino starts Getting hot because yeah, of it. Is,
1: is this supposed to be like erotic? Like obviously, it's meant to do something. uh But I'm like, I guess in my mind, it's so chaste that I'm almost like, oh, look at you, you little scamp! You're trying to be horny, but you don't know how to do it. <laughs> like you did like, it once, you did one panty shot, and now you're just like, I don't. I did everything. I do with
0: myself. <laughs> just, what do I do? I I'm, just need to. You're the dog who's you're the dog who's caught the car, and you're like, "What do I do now?" Yeah,
1: I've done everything horny I possibly could think of. What do I do now?
0: I'm gonna send Kota away, the the creator of the series, to go train under the learning tree with Shunsei. He's like, "No, this is how you show a girl getting turned on, yeah. by really unsexual things." <laughs>
1: if this was Yabuki, her clothes would have melted off. I'm just saying, there's places you can go. I'm glad they're not going there, but. It is worth noting that I'm not sure the author knows what eroticism is, but they keep going to it.
0: Uh, Nui still wins. There is also an image behind her, which I don't know what it is if it's a graphic, if it's the representation of their game, or if it's oh, just a decoration. The triangles? The triangles
1: yeah that's just like uh like a modern day like tech thing Uh, streamers will have them in their backgrounds and stuff like that oh
0: okay it's an led screen gotcha like they light up and stuff she's actually been streaming this whole thing while they talk about spirits so yeah. yeah uh so then uh uh Nui's like, should we add one more player to your team? Like, the spirit behind you, Shiroha? And it turns out, oh my god, the black butler guy from before is the spirit that she's made a contract with, and that's the source Whoa. of her powers. Whoa. And so, Nui's like, do you play Roar? And the guy's like, you may be coming out of hiding. So don't make t- expect me to leisurely tag along with your games. We will talk, Nui. I swear to God, if the next chapter is them playing games with him. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want. It's just
1: 17 more chapters of Road to Radiance, a game they never explain. They never give any more detail on.
0: Yeah. So, this was wild. Uh, <laughs> I... Give me as many more chapters of this stupid bullshit as I can get. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, this is is
1: a very silly series. It's dumb, but it's starting to become like so bad. It's somewhat enjoyable. And uh, I mean, it always was kind of there, but now I feel like it's gained a better handle. We're getting a better handle on how little of a handle it has on itself, because I'm still not at a point where I'm like, it's this weird fusion of like horny, like romance series but then also it, like a, a funky battle manga sometimes. It's just, it's a very strange meld between the two of them. But I think if it we
0: won't. weren't recapping this, this would be garbage. <laughs> yep. Let's talk some S- Tenmaku cinema, shall we?
1: <sighs> can we? Can we address the elephant in the room?
0: Uh, is it the, 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 the Shinseiki couldn't hold himself back anymore after ten chapters, or? No, no,
1: I... But I just, this does oh, probably explain it. This series is plummeted yeah. in the rankings. This is like bottom, straight up bottom in the rankings, which might not mean anything yet, but it'll mean a lot Maybe. if its first volume reviews, uh, volume sales come out and it doesn't do particularly well, yeah. which is like a super big bummer. Um, but I think there's still some time. There's some leeway with other series endings. So I, I don't think it's like, oh, no, we're going to get like seven more chapters. I think we'll probably get more than that. Um, But it it does look like the series
0: has not caught on. Yep. Uh, Currently, that does seem to be the case. Uh, I'm sure that even that Sakura and Seiki would probably just land another series at some point after this. if This does get canceled. But, you know, we really like this series. Uh, It's it's you know, it's portrayed uh, love of filmmaking in a very captivating way. Uh, the characters have some cute relationships and it's very nice to see, you know, these kids like just like discovering how much they love this, doing this stuff together. It's, it's nice. Uh, so if Shinseki has to draw a uh, Karai in increasing these small bikinis to get people to check it out, then that may have to be something that will need to happen. <laughs> I was uh, going to say, there's
1: definitely like, it does make that like bikini chapter make a little bit more sense. You're like, okay, I, I get it now. So homeboy wants to survive a little bit longer and jump.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Uh, So in the previous chapter, we saw that uh, Karai had seemingly done a very, very good uh, take on, you know, the the horror uh, movie that she is in or the the murder mystery uh, uh, story that she's in. But uh, it's uh, going take after take. uh, And uh, it's not uh, not turning out well. She keeps on getting rejections from the director, uh, Yukio and uh, Shinichi is kind of envisioning it as like a, an MMA bout between the two of them uh, like they're just sparring with each other going back and forth so you know uh, they they take a break uh, and uh, Shinichi kind of goes over to, to uh, the director and, and it's like oh and she's so dedicated to her role the director's like what are you still doing here uh, and he's like oh I thought you were okay with me being here I'm not can I ask you a question <laughs> Uh, but, you know, he's just kind of like splur- blurts out like all this stuff. He's like What's it like being a director and all this stuff? While he's thinking about the question he actually intended to ask, he, you know, said the, the wrong part out loud, which was just like, what was wrong with her acting? You know, trying to ask the very direct question. Um, and uh, fortunately, the entire rest of the crew really likes uh, Hajime. Uh, but, uh, they but you know, Yukio is still kind of pissed at him. But uh, still, she, she's wondering like, What's wrong with the performance? And uh, meanwhile, Tanaku is hovering nearby and says, like, directors and actors are always trying to go beyond what you'd imagine from your script, a certain something. Uh, And uh, Kimeki uh, actually took on this role because it was a chance for her to work with Yukio again. Because, as it turns out, uh, he's really good at bringing out the best in her so she goes and has a private little conversation with yukio about what the character's thinking in this moment and he says like what is the heroine thinking right now what's she like and kari says she's loyal to her master so when she discovers with the master that the master has killed his business rival she doesn't hesitate to support the conspiracy it goes beyond loyalty there's even hints of love and all that's expressed implicitly in her lines and so yukio's like yeah, you know, that's good. You have, you understand the script. Uh, there's a moment where he has a little thing of like It makes me think of when you were just a little girl and I was directing you for the first time. Uh, I've still got the letter you wrote to me in colored pencil <laughs> just on his person. And it's like, all right, well, okay. But uh, you know, he's proud of, he's, he expresses pride in her and he's like, look, the script is not just about simple suspense. You've got to portray all those thoughts that your character is thinking this moment. So Karai, you know, gives herself a big, like, this is exciting, you know, smacks herself in the face a little bit to get herself charged up. They shoot the scene again, and she shoots this, She performs the scene very differently. We get this very cool full-page spread that shows, like, a film reel as her expression changes. Her eyes dart around the room, and then she kind of grimaces, and then she collapses instead of going, oh, gasping, when she discovers the body. And she explains why she did that by saying, when my character sees the corpse... She knows immediately the master did it, but because of her loyalty, her first reaction is to protect the master. She's concerned about, the, not about the man's well-being, but whether or not there's evidence. So that's why she glanced around the room. And only then does it she allow herself to actually feel the terror of seeing someone's dead body. And then Yukio is satisfied with that, and he calls for a rap. All right, next scene. And uh, so he does the Soma thing, whipping off the headband this time. Yes. Uh, and uh, he admits out loud like her first performance was actually fine. Mm. And is like, wait, what? Yeah, her acting was good. Uh, and if we didn't have time in the schedule to do more shots, I would have just approved it. But look, she's only 14 years old and other directors might rely on her just intrinsic talent to just not and not give her proper direction and accept takes that are just passable. But if you challenge her more she'll improve more she could be a pillar of the japanese movie world one day and then she and the other three pillars will have a really unimpressive performance together and uh no one will like it so sorry they'll like the performance but they won't like any of the marketing leading up to the performance that's Mm -hmm. what i should say so anyhow uh so you know that's what he's trying to do is he's just trying to be a mentor to her and help her improve and stuff so, afterwards, they have that. And then she, she spends a bit more time hanging out with the other members of the crew. And we, it's nice that he gets, we get to see, like, oh, he gets to, you know, like see what it's like to hold this camera set up, he gets to talk with the guy who holds the boom mic and everything. It's not just like he talks with the director, he also learns more about the really nitty gritty important things that handling equipment and shooting a film. It's good. Uh, afterwards, he goes and talks to Karai and is like, hey, in order to make this movie, the short, really fantastic, I want to step up. I want to be on the same level as you. And uh, so they're like, yeah, they get all pumped up. And then Yukio sees them while he's got the script in his hands and snatches it out of his hand. It's like, what's this? Uh Uh-oh, they're not supposed to be working on a movie together. And an adult has just discovered it. Uh, So then we get scene 11, which is first friend. And uh, Shinichi tries to snatch the script away from Yukio. But Yukio's like, I knew it. You're making a movie.
1: No, you can't spoil it. They're going to make a movie. You're going to ruin it.
0: No. Uh, so, uh, yu like, yeah, you're, you're trying to be a filmmaker, right? It's pretty obvious, honestly. Uh, but, uh, you know, he's like, okay, you can have the back. Why didn't you just say you were making a movie when you came on set? Uh, and, but you know, I can't be too hard on you. And it's not like Yumeki's in your movie or anything. And they both immediately just turn away from him. Uh... <laughs> the assistant director comes by uh thanks uh, uh shinichi for coming in and she says like you know we were surprised when kurai wanted to bring a classmate along and i think the entire staff is really happy for her because you know she doesn't have friends oh uh and we get into that because you know like yukio like gets in like you know uh really threatens him Is like i'm glad that she has someone to talk with but don't get too close to her but uh and we you know they leave and then we get this you know like, they, there's a conversation between Karai and Shinichi where he's like, oh, I don't know why everyone keeps thanking me. And Karai says, like, look, and she you know explains, like, she's a child celebrity. And the entire time that she's been a celebrity, people have treated her like she's, you know, an other, whether it's putting her on a pedestal or, you know, judging her behind her back, making acting thinking like, oh, she thinks really highly of herself. And, you know, she's. Not even. Oh, she's not even famous. She's just, she just. Want, she's not normal like us. And then, you know, she didn't have any friends. She would come home and would be like, oh, everything's fine. And then she approached her with the script, and they've gotten to hang out with his friends and shoot a movie together. And it's like, oh, oh, it's very cute. And so, so she really wanted to, you know, like meet one of the people that she's working with now. She wanted her work friends to meet her, you know, like school friends. and stuff. Yeah, it's nice. And that's only the first half of the chapter. Um, Shinichi says, like, hey, you know, once we're through with all the secret shoots and stuff like that, when we finish the movie, we should show it to director Yukio first. And Chris like, yeah, that's great. Um, And so they get really determined. They're really going to do it. Then it gets to summer break, uh, or it's going to be starting the next day. So they have a meeting with the entire crew, uh, club, and... uh, Shinichi says, like, okay, guys, we've been, you know, shooting, uh, focusing on the solo scenes with Karai, but now we've got to start shooting scenes with the rest of the cast. And there are five characters total. So we're going to have, you know, uh, these three characters. But the big part is the childhood friend of Nagisa, Shimada, which is going to be played by Bito, who is their grip. Uh, and so he's like, why, why, why don't you play Shimada Hajime and stuff? He's like, well, because I got to focus on directing. Well, why why can't it be Akitsu? And he's like, "Look, I want you. I want you to play Shimada. You already know the lines." And then Nagisa just not Nagisa but cry as Nagisa is just like, "Yay, we're gonna work together!" And he's immediately like, "Oh, she's so pretty." Okay, so yeah, that was easy. <laughs> And uh, then, you know, Hajime just kind of comes home and he just like obsesses over the movie. There's not a lot really that happens after that point. He's just really, really like throwing in all these details, of, like how they're going to do different shots and stuff. He's getting really into it, which is really
1: cool. Yeah, um, I, I'm I'm excited. These are like some okay. intriguing. Sorry.
0: What? I just realized what time it was.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, we're going to we're going to rush through some stuff. Uh, this is a good sequence of chapters. I think it's a very, very cute scene. And Becky get to like explore some of her feelings, um, and like the cute little moment. Like I wanted you to meet my work friends. It's just it's very, very sweet. Uh, I like everybody in here. This is good. I hope this thing sticks around. I need to catch on. All right, we have yeah. two chapters of M.A.S.H. Uh, I'm going to jump through these pretty quickly. M.A.S.H. Burned Dead, 160 M.A.S.H. Burned Dead in the world-consuming darkness. Uh, they defeated innocent at zero, but his giant darkness orb thing is still coming. They're like, oh, God, why is it not stopping? They're like, oh, because it'll persist after i have defeated. It'll grow. You can't stop it. Will you sacrifice yourself for the sake of your bandy M.A.S.H.? And M.A.S.H. says, well... Looks like we really have to make our own happy endings, don't we? And he fucking like <laughs> Dragon Ball jumps away through a portal, and they see him on like the edge of like a of, like a lake or uh, an ocean, and he dashes forward into the water, and he grabs onto the ground, and he just starts flutter kicking. And I like, what what is he doing? And what is he doing? Slowly, the continent starts getting pushed over, and you just see Finn like, is he is he moving the continent? <laughs>
0: What if we took the continent and
1: pushed it somewhere else? <laughs> Pretty much. He's literally kicking his feet to propel the continent in order to dodge the blast. This this big orb hits the ocean though, causes this giant tidal wave. Vash just like fucking like a smokescreen, like shows up. He's like, I need your wand. <laughs> and he grabs the wand. So he could just make a giant... He just swings it like a big fan so he can knock the tidal wave the other way. Basically, it causes a rainstorm. And he did it. Innocent Zero is sitting there. He has the dumbest look on his face. He just goes, I've never seen anyone use a magic wand like that. Uh, We get a rainbow. It's beautiful. Little octopus lands on Mash's head. He did it. He won the day. Uh, Which leads us... To chapter 161, Mash Burn Dead and the Divine Visionary. So the octopus is still on his head, uh, but Innocent Zero is like, Well, do you truly consider this a victory with all the sacrifices that had to be made? And Mash is like, Good point. Won't you bring everything back? And Innocent Zero is like, Look, man, I crossed a lot of fucking, I did a lot of dark shit. I, yeah. wh- what good would it be for me to do a good thing now? And Mash is like, Look, it's not going to make you any less bad. But if you're in your last few moments you realize what you did was wrong, wouldn't you agree that writing that wrong would be a big step forward? And he's like "You Silly guy Makes my entire quest for power to turtle life seem silly now though. And he uses times thirds return for us bringing back everybody so domina and order maddle and the other canes who were all killed during like the start of it they're all brought back everyone who's died the bad guys the brothers uh the guy with fucking cerberus who i guess did just get murdered by cerberus uh everybody is back they've they've had their life restored to them he innocent zero's like This one returns a person's time without disrupting the flow of time itself. Mash even notes he got his heart back. And he's like, look, don't mistake this deed. I just don't give a shit about what happens at this point. And Mash is like, good. Now you should repent for what you did. I can't use magic, but it seems all right to me. I hope you use it for good next time. And he's like, walking away. And Zeros are staring and he like stops. And he's like, oh, if you want to live long. I recommend diet, exercise, and eating a proper, balanced meal. And (laughs) and the industry was like, it's not exactly (laughs) what I meant by eternal life. Uh, We get some silliness, Masha's dancing around, Uh, Finn's like, we wouldn't have been able to do this without you, and he's like, hey, I might have had the muscles, but I couldn't do it alone. You know, it's thanks to everybody. We get, like, basically, shots of everybody. There's, like, a joke that, like, Dot tries to take credit for himself and whatnot, yep. uh, but we move forward. Uh, Innocent Zero and the four brothers have all been like arrested and placed into prison. That the big Divine Visionary induction hall and people are like speculating. They're like, look, obviously Mash saved the day, but they never like they're never going to give it to a non-magic user. In fact, they're probably just going to pick whoever's the least controversial pick from all this. And we get introduced to, like, our, our host for all this, who's just like, look, we looked at all the exam results, the extracurricular activities, and we found that none were fully qualified to be a visionary this year. And yet, there was one individual who went above and beyond to save our world time and time again. As such, we at the ministry have made a choice to circumvent tradition, and as is happening, all the banners around are starting to change into the symbol of a fist holding a wand, and I say... As unorthodox as this may be, for the first time in history, we have chosen as a recipient of God's divine sight, one who is without magic. Mashburn dead. Step forward. That's that's where we end. Next chapter is the last one.
0: Yeah, it's a very satisfying sequence (laughs) that stays true to the tone of the series. I fucking love the solution of there is an unstoppable force going to destroy everyone so Mash just moves the entire landmass that they're on by flutter kicking i also really love that there's the moment where lance is like it's the continental flutter kick (laughs) (laughs) like acting like it's some secret technique that he knows about he's
1: like ah everyone knows about this move
0: (laughs) so so silly uh, and then all the bad guys just get thrown in jail and Mash gets his reward. Hooray! Yeah. <laughs> such a goofy fun time. Um, let's, uh, yeah, it's uh, Lose the Samurai. We close out the intermission storyline first with, um, yeah, Takauji just fucking kills Kusunoki with the spear. Like, it's, it's, it's very, very short from, from all the stuff we have. Takauji also, like, cries over him dying. Uh, and Kusunoki realizes, ah, what happened? You know, he's actually really emotional. He's, you know, as merciless as a demon, but he also has those human emotions. What makes him so dangerous is that he can combine both those human and demonic strengths. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. um, But, you know, he thinks, like, I, I, I'm sure that Tokuyuki is... The only one who can do something about this one who can be elusive, either waiting for him to die or surviving to fight another day because no one can actually defeat him in war. Uh, and then Takahogi is like, you should die. If you, you should be reborn. And you know, then, then even if you're my enemy again, I'll get to see you again. And Kusnook is like, hmm, I shall come and kill the traitors Takahogi, even if I have to be reborn seven times. And now Shikaga's like, can I still eat your wife's cooking? He's like, no. Are you sure? Yes. No.
1: It's very I, awkward. I didn't hear no. He's like, I
0: said very no. Very awkward. I said no. Uh, a new character's introduced and gets his head cut off. Thank you. Um, <laughs> 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 that happens. Uh, there's, like, more spats between the Takauji and Hoshina armies, and is like, forced to flee anyway. And now their empires are established in the north and the south. There are now two courts, the one that Takauji supports, and then also... Emperor Go. And uh, time passes, and we catch up with Tokyuki and company, as they are all older, and Tokyuki is writing a letter, which we see that he is sending to the Southern Court in the next chapter, uh, the Elusive Warriors 1337. And uh, basically, uh, through a- appropriate timing, he is positioned himself as, you know, an ally of the Emperor to the South, so that, you know, hey, we'll get some, some you know, support from the right armies and all this stuff there's also like a lot of shots of the friends just kind of like hang out while they're still in sanctuary and stuff they are staying with tokyuki's grandmother and uh then we see that uh genba has been getting spied on by that one shinobi uh who you know he stopped before and you know he farted in her face and stuff and uh she's like my specialties as an assassiner include are just using a tengu dummy and only Yashikaga Craftsman can make them. So I can't play to my strengths right now. And this guy just keeps stopping me whenever I try and stab him. Damn it. So Gemba's like, you know, you you seem strong, so you should help me out. And she kind of realizes, like, I guess I can't really do anything to redeem myself with my clan. So maybe I should. And introduce herself as Natsu. I should be saying... I'm not 100% certain that this is a female character. They are actually a bit of an androgynous. So, but anyway, uh, so, uh, Gemba's like, I bought some bombs in the market and I got to make some new ones. Yep. That's the end of the chapter. Okay. So <laughs> weird introduction, reintroduction to, uh, to Tokyo and company, just like weird pacing in this.
1: Yep. Uh all right, Nick. Uh the first, we got two chapters of Black Clover, but uh we can really speed run this because the first chapter is basically like, Hey, heroes are doing a little rough, but they they got this plan, they're gonna bring back Asta. But oh wait, hey, Damnasio got uh angeled. So he's he's over here and he's gonna fuck up this plan because uh um Master Luscious was like, Alright, I, I figured out what you fucks are doing. There's some shit going yeah, on in that, that witch forest. So that's what happens. Master Damnasio is there. A bunch of the witches are like, fuck you. We're going to shoot some magic at you out of like you, you, giant you, you, mud you. hole people, basically like golems of forest. Uh, but he just negates the magic or says their spells. And he's like, I don't have time for this shit. I think he beats them all off screen because <laughs> there's like destruction, but I don't know what caused it. Um, and he's just like that. Ah, there you are. All right, my angels shoot this bitch down. Let's, we got places to go. Uh, But we cut over to Yami, who is fighting against Morgan, Angel Morgan. And, you know, it's just like, oh, Master Lucius sees this perfect world. Come on, Yami, be reborn. We can be just like we were in the Great Deer, but without that fool, Lucius as our captain. And Yami's just like, sorry, we ain't a team no more, dog. I don't know how to tell you this. (laughs) I got the Black Bulls now. the kind of my homies. I dig those guys. Um, Besides, you were the one who said I had a, a good eye for people, right? Well let's find out if we do cut over there was this big magic attack that Damnashi was firing to stop the the summoning ritual trap goes up boom ricochets that shit right back at him and we just hear end of the road pal the black bulls aren't gonna let you through and we see most of the black bulls here I think the only one we don't see is um Gordon I think unless I'm missing him somewhere in here
0: I don't believe so. And Ven- uh, Gordon's probably there because there's shadowy hands that are everywhere. That's sh-
1: well, that's not, isn't it? Or nature boy or flair? I'm sorry.
0: I'll- oh, yeah, that is. I almost
1: good. tried his real name. Uh, Gordon is poison magic, I think.
0: Oh, uh, you're right. You're right. Right. You're right. That, but he
1: is, is probably is somewhere cool. around here. We know Vanessa's in here and Finroll, and I think this is essentially everyone else but them. So mm-hmm. it would be
0: really funny if they just forgot Gordon. Oh, <laughs> uh, where'd he go? <laughs> uh Uh, yeah I there's also some other stuff like I do actually like that we're kind of continuing this whole thing with uh Sek trying to be a better person even though he's weak and stuff yeah sorry that was like
1: a big bit from the last chapter Is actually super cool
0: yeah uh so that's that's like I I think they did actually get a, a, a little bit of focus for a couple of pages as he you know tried to uh buy some time for people to get away um but uh yeah, like a lot of stuff is unfolding. Uh, this things are really ramping up, and if if they're going to just like transport Asta to the battle, it makes me wonder if there's not going to be like another battle after this. I don't think it's so. It's just gonna I like, mean... extend into the finish.
1: Yeah, Noelle's there and transforming, so I'm assuming
0: that it's this is just gonna be the case. Yeah, we'll see. All right, that's gonna do it. for my <laughs> recap this week, guys. All right, we have to finish the show. Uh huh. Quinn, tell me, though, what was your uh, favorite chapter this week?
1: Uh, MVP. Fuck, I had it early on. Give me a second. I'm going through the series. It was someone early on. It wasn't Mue, but she's a great pick. Is it Denji? I think it was Denji. I like Denji this week. I like his little emotional roller coaster. And I like he's also like a sweet little guy. Also, might be like my backdoor pick to get Meowie in there because Meowie's also important. My favorite chapter this week is going to be amusing, I guess, but it's Cypher Academy. <laughs> I was really fucking tickled by those people showing up at the end. Like, that was just a straight up <laughs> like a page turn and I just bust out and laughing. Like, I, I think it was really, really funny.
0: I, I totally get where you're coming from. Um, I. It's it's kind of tr- kind of tricky because we're we're in the midst of a lot of in the middle action right now. A lot of stuff is just kind of like building to uh, climaxes in, in a lot of moments here, or setting up like what the next stretch of stuff is going to be. The only thing that really had a big climax this week was uh, like Ecaro's uh, uh, performance, I think,
2: mm.
0: uh, and Cipher Academy. And I think I'm going to go with Cypher Academy as well. Uh, it's not just the ending. I It's the exact amount of cheese yeah. that happens uh, throughout this. The fucking cheerleading dance move to give Toshu Sai the insight into what's going on. Just so perfect. Uh, I really, really enjoyed myself reading the chapter. Uh, MVP for me, I think, is going to be... Just because of that one short little flashback is, uh, I think, going to be uh, Karai uh, from from Tanaka Cinema. Just that mm. little insight of, like, she just wanted her her mentors and stuff to meet her first fucking friend. It's yeah. it's really sweet.
1: Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, the audience, by the way, uh, where Simpson picked Akane Banashi and Akaru, uh, makes sense. What nerds? No, it's, it's good. I, I get it. It makes sense. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm very tired
0: the real feelings are coming out
1: (laughs) no no i'm keeping it all in i don't think they're wrong they're not they're not necessarily wrong
0: they're just just, just they just they just don't understand (laughs) yeah they just
1: don't get why it's stupid okay at least please i didn't want to make anyone i made austin Apparently change his opinion on the flash movie and that's destroyed me i was like no you're allowed to dislike something or you're allowed to like something i don't i dislike i don't want that i really don't want that pressure i I was just trying to create conversation
0: (laughs) i i totally understand that and it is tricky i think you've got to like for every single one of those things you've got to actually establish a rapport with the person who's sharing their opinion to not let it influence your own too much. I yeah. think it's totally fine to get like insight from someone and have it change your, your opinion of something. But yeah, you can't have it happen every time. Yeah. Guys, though, so that is it for week of my recap. It's late. I'm tired. Uh, and uh, it, we want to thank you all for listening to the show. We record normally sometime between 7.30 and 8.00 Eastern time. Tonight we were kind of late because my computer wouldn't start all the programs I needed. But we did it. We did the show. Uh, we will start again next week at around, uh, 7 8, t- 8 Eastern, uh, here on twitch.tv slash So tune in. If you want to know exactly when the show is going live, check out our discord server. It will send out a blast whenever that happens. And in the meantime, you can participate in conversations with the other members of the server who talk about chapters as they come out, the recommendations that we're having other stuff as well. There's a lot of different topics that I don't ever stick my head into because I don't have anything to say about them. Uh, but, uh, it, it's good. And also you can use that to find the Google Doc that is maintained by Ninja 3 i which keeps track of all sorts of helpful statistics uh, from the history of the podcast, including MVP and favorite series records and series that we have covered in the past and may do so in the future. Make your own recommendations for stuff that you want us to talk about in a dedicated episode. Next one's going to be about Oshinoko. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lastly, we want to thank everyone who helps the show. Be what it is. Uh, people support us on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/Weekly Recap, where we do bonus stuff for you guys to enjoy. Ninja X3I and Milo Jack's, not Ninja X there. Milo Jack's still is and Wizadel Cheddar. Sorry, who uh, did the opening sequence for the video version of the show? And the video version of the show is on YouTube.com/slash/Weekly Recap. We occasionally have thumbnails, images done for us uh, by Steve Man, who can whose artwork you can check out wherever boobs are allowed to be drawn on the internet by just searching for Steve Man art. Hell yeah. I did the spiel. All right, all, that's we're it. We're home. We're leaving
1: now. Goodbye, everybody. No time for jokes. You got all your luck your yucks. We're out of here now. Losers. <laughs>